Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 24 of Reboot Already Underway. Can you tell it's Halloween from the spooky music beforehand? Probably not, but now, oh, joining me today, as always, I've got Aaron Han. I cannot tell. Aaron, <laughs> Aaron, we don't get spooky music. Aaron's spooky, spooky name would be Aaron... Oh, oh, we're doing, like, Treehouse of Horror style I don't know. intro thing. All right, and then also with us, David Becker. Um, whose David spooky Bones. name would be David Bones? I guess. Sure. It's almost like David I'd Bones. Be <laughs> I'd be like a skeleton. And I'm—I don't know if I said my name. My name is Jacob Lacey. I'm—I'm I'm one of your hosts. Um, also, Jacob Spooky Name. J- um, Jacob Possession. You really should have come up with these beforehand. Nah, we're good. This is this is this so is like, what I, they love. I, 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 I hit mine spot on. Well, guys, we have a very special Halloween episode for you this week. Uh, we got Halloween-themed Fault in Your Stars, Halloween-themed Bad Movie of the Week, uh, Disney Channel show. <laughs> it's not like a horror channel, so it's kind of hard to come up with anything like that. But uh, Jump scare. Did I scare you guys? Were you listening? I hope I scared you with my jump scare. And we move on. It was good. All right, guys. But first, we're going to talk about horror films. I want to play a game. Back here. Hospitality. And you can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. Uh, it's going to kind of just be more of an open-ended discussion about them. Uh, but we're going to talk about like what makes them good what makes a bad horror film, what our favorite uh, subgenres are, what our favorite horror film overall is. Uh, so, yeah, guys, what makes a good horror movie? Oh, okay, uh, well, question. Can I start? Yes, one second. I just wanted to point out that Aaron absolutely loves horror movies, has seen tons of them. I have seen quite a few. Um, I like them quite a bit. And then David says he's 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 into the idea of liking horror movies and he hasn't seen many so you're getting like three wide perspectives here uh from each of us i I would like to go first since you know i probably have the least to say but (laughs) i don't want you guys to steal any of my great ideas so i just want to go first so uh, i break it what just break it down so are we, let's break it down. Question: Are we are we gonna go? Because you said like, oh, this big. Well, we're gonna start with what what makes a what makes it's, it's open ended discussion. Yeah, what makes okay, a horror so, movie good to you? There we go. That's the first question. I already said that. I said. Well, yeah, but you said six other things. So I'm like, which one do you want? Okay. To anyway, so, something that makes a horror film good. It's like for it's me, like a presidential debate. You just take the question and then you respond to a completely <laughs> different one that you can make up. That's, that's how we're gonna do this. So. Something to make a horror film good. Mm-hmm. Make me care about these characters. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Aaron because, and I agree with that one. I'm sure. <laughs> because I've seen probably five horror movies, and you know, there'll be like um, characters that die. I'm like, oh no, that sucks for you. I really don't care though, because I really didn't care. Like, like I, I like make me care about them. Like either make me hate them or like love them or like need them. But like, don't just give me this you know, baseline character and don't do anything with them and just kill them off. Like, obviously you gotta kill someone early, but at least, at least try to make me care about them early. I th- yeah, you can do that. Because you look at something you know, like uh, Scream, 
where spoilers for Scream, but you guys should know this. I haven't seen it's a very, it's a very iconic scene, though, is the opening scene with uh, Drew Barrymore. Mm. And she's only in the opening scene, but, you know, you care about her. And, uh, like I said, it's a very iconic moment just yeah. for that yeah, one she, opening. She or dies. Psycho, uh, even. Or Psycho. I mean, that's more of the movie, but even then. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean... So, yeah, so that's... Okay. Uh, well it's like i think depending on the type of horror movie i guess like some of them like saw like no one's watching those movies and is like i really love these characters guys no but it's just like you just also aren't great movies but people though. do love them that doesn't make them good well no i'm not saying but, it does but okay so yeah so looking at saw you can be like oh i really don't love any of these characters but maybe like, there's always those characters that you hate, and so, like, for me, so I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Aaron's just playing with this piece of plastic, <laughs> and it's so distracting. I'm sorry, okay, I'll put it down. It's okay, it was just so funny, you're just, like, picking away at it. <laughs> okay. You gotta have something in your hands, you know? Okay, what, what were you saying, Dave? <laughs> So, for instance, in The Walking Dead, mm -hmm. um, there's yeah. this character named Shane. Shane, like, Shane was um, this good-for-nothing, like, he, he was considered a bad guy, and, like, the way they wrote the character made me hate him, right? I didn't love this character, but it made me hate the character. And the way that they handled um, his character and what ended up happening to him had an emotional effect on me because I hated the character so much. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, so no, I know. As in, as in the Saw movies, you don't necessarily... Because you, you can still feel emotion about a, a character that you hate or have... As long as you... Right, but... The, like, they're not characters in Saw. <laughs> like, I think that's the... Yeah, I think the downfall for the Saw franchise, which is a weird phrase because they weren't really ever <laughs> that great to begin with, but the downfall really started when they focus too much on being like oh these people are all really terrible people and they deserve these uh sadistic punishments you know like they're like oh jigsaw is the hero here because he's making these people good people or whatever the intended message of those films were that there's a message they didn't pull off. well the idea behind the franchise is that the dude's dying of cancer so he's like i'm gonna capture people capture people who are terrible and then put them in these traps and then I'm going to make them learn to appreciate life by forcing them to fight for their own, you know? That's that's I the mean, idea it's... behind the franchise, but it doesn't do it very successfully. I mean, the first the first film is okay, in my opinion, but... Are there, like, how many are there? Like there's seven? seven, and they're working on an eighth. Mm-hmm. It means mm. I need to watch all of them because I haven't seen mm. a single one. No, you like, don't. The collection's actually really cheap. That's what I did. Aaron. You want to mail it to me? I, I don't have it, it even me. at college, though. But. Aaron, what's something that makes a horror movie really good for you? Oh, man. David kind of stole mine because, yeah. like, well, I mean, it's a little different, but I was going to mention how I think character arcs are. Like, they don't. It's not necessary. It's not necessarily like it needs them to be a good movie, but I think the great ones 
are the ones that include those. Like, yeah. Recent example, like the Babadook. I think the reason why that became a great horror film is because there's a character arc going over the whole thing or stuff like the Conjuring franchise or uh, even like all the, I think like all the movies basically that we hail as like the greatest examples of what horror can be all have like an, a character arc, a better meaning to it. Usually they're a bit more positive with their endings, I think. Yeah, so I agree. A lot of horror movies, their downfall is they always go for that final scare. And then in that final scare, they kind of just, you know, ruin everything they had going for it. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean watching, I mean, we're going to get to it, but like I'm doing like 15 days of 15 horror movies. And definitely the ones that I've found are my favorite are the ones that at least have hope at the end instead of just like everyone's dead everything's bloody oh god everyone is dead <laughs> you know like the... i mean I, I do think nihilistic endings can work oh i agree I, mean, I gave the great example of halloween 3 and i explained how much i love that ending on an earlier podcast that ending but is what makes me want to watch the movie like you have, so to, cool. you have to do it well one way or the other yeah you can't just like have these you know uh final scares that basically are just thrown in there without any thought beyond wanting to leave the audience on a scared note even though they rarely work because they're usually terrible jump scares yeah so i guess we'll go to my thing one of my things that i think makes horror movies good i i I had another one but it's not a big deal we can just skip over me and go straight to aaron then you but it's what? okay. No, we're like taking turns. Lacey hasn't. <laughs> I haven't even gone yet. <laughs> um, Don't get greedy, David. <laughs> um, you may take mine though. That's the thing. I only had two. No, I'm I'm not gonna take yours. I'm pretty sure. Um, well, it doesn't really matter. It's supposed to be more open ended anyway. Not a pick two. Kind that's of thing, right? that's true. That's true. It is open ended. There's more questions after this. So let's just do one round of this, and then we'll kind of like discuss. Um, but. Something that I really love that when horror movies do this is even if it isn't a horror comedy, throw some bits of levity and like heart into your movie, I guess. Like, I'm trying to think of an example that's not going to spoil what I've been watching these for the what have we been watching segment. Um, the Strangers. Let's go with The Strangers. Um, that's how you hate The Strangers. Oh, I hate it. This is my example how you shouldn't do it the the strangers is beginning to end just there's it's so i mean this is kind of yours it has no happiness it has no hope it's just kind of like hey there's no jokes in this there's no no one's ever smiling and ever like hey a normal human being they're just like well we're gonna die i don't know you know what i'm saying like i'm trying to get across the point that like I'm trying not to spoil what I've been watching. All right, fine. I'm going to spoil something that I've been watching this week. Um, So The Conjuring. Something I love about The Conjuring is that there are moments in that film where even when all these horrible things are happening, the family is still like a family, and they still like, hey, you know, try to find the best in situations instead of just like everyone's doing the... (laughs) Like, you know, like that breathing in every horror movie. Like when they're... uh... 
they're like setting up the equipment around the house and then yeah. like, the door opens and you're like oh man and then like the cop comes out of the bathroom or something and you're like okay that's a, that's a pretty good joke yeah yeah it's you just need something in there to kind of break the tension and i feel like very few horror movies actually do that and if they do do that they don't do it in a way that's good <laughs> like like they they break their tone kind yeah of thing. yeah i mean it's a weaker one my one was characters and david took that no. one so. <laughs> mine was basically like i like happy endings except when i don't like happy endings so <laughs> So, I don't think we've made any progress. No, but, you know, we're just... It really depends on the film for the most part. But I think if you're going for... Going for one of the horror films that'll really last, you need, like, a good balance of terror and, you know, a little bit of heart, a little bit of character, a little bit of... Speaking, Speaking of balance, also a good balance between... Your jump scares and oh. your just atmosphere, your yeah. normal dread. Because, like, there's so many films nowadays that will just rely so heavily on just jump scares. Like, I don't think jump scares are inherently a bad thing. I mean, like, you can mess them up and cause them to be a bad thing, but I think the problem... Blair Witch. <laughs> yes, Blair Witch, the new one. Yeah. But I think the problem with them is just is just they're being they've become so overused when they don't need to be. Like you'll just have movies that are like, oh, I guess we we're a horror movie, so we should probably throw in scares wherever we can. So mm-hmm. they'll do the lame thing where it's like a door closes and then you see someone's behind it, but then it turns out to just be a regular friend of the character or something. Yeah. And it's like this this isn't necessary. It's like you can hold off on your horror. You don't need to be throwing in these jump scares at every possible point to make the audience feel satisfied. Well, it's like, we're going to feel satisfied at the end of this if you've given us a good movie. Yeah. And a film that did that, like, expertly, I'd say, this year, is The Witch. There's not a single jump scare in that movie that I can remember. Is there? In The Witch? I don't, I don't think, think so. there is. But, like, the whole time, you're completely on edge you're completely like filled with that like oh like what's gonna happen like oh don't david's raising his hand hi david <laughs> i no. I, well first of all aaron stop playing with that piece of plastic you can- <laughs> <I'm sorry. Okay. laughs> that's that's why I, that's why i was doing this at the camera. oh <laughs> uh, i think i think i just got my bad movie of the week i think it just popped in my head all right but uh yeah uh the witch um, it, it's basically proof that you can make a legitimately terrifying film without ever resorting to that. And like you said, I don't think jump scares are inherently bad. There are ones that are really well done, but um, like you said, the balance is really the most important part when it comes to that. Well, what makes horror movies bad, guys? It, well, there's tons of things, but let's let's try to narrow it down a little bit. Well, I mean, I've watched quite a few bad horror movies yeah. lately. But I think I want to stray away from just saying, you know, the things that make regular movies bad, which are seen in a lot of these, you know, like the terrible editing or the incoherent storylines, the bad acting or all that <laughs> stuff. It's like, yeah. Those are the things that just make movies bad in general. Yeah. Alright, so... I was going to say bad acting, because like... Oh. I've, like, yeah. So... Well, I mean, you can right. still go with that. Yeah, I mean... No, I'm, I'm going to venture out 
I'm going to venture out. Things that make a movie, a horror movie bad would be the, the unnecessary amount of sequels. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, I'll, I'll yeah. Because, because this kind of ties in with my other one. It's something that makes a, a scary movie good. Another one is an original idea. Because how many... How many possession movies do we have out? How many, like, there's, oh, it's, there's the possession, and there's the possession of, like, this lady, then there's the possession of this boy. Possession is the first franchise your mind jumps yeah, to. Yeah, uh... I don't even think that's a franchise, is it? Are those all separate films? No, but, but I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> going with an original idea, like, there's so many, like, how many times are we supposed to be afraid of, like, okay, so in the Saw movies? Mm-hmm. You said there's seven. Are we supposed to s- still be like creeped and out by Jigsaw like over seven movies? They're, like they're never scary. They're pretty much entirely just gross out torture porn <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> That's the phrase, Lacey. No, I know. It's just, it. You say it so nonchalantly. <laughs> no, yeah, I I agree, and I haven't really seen many franchises with tons and tons of movies in them. Like horror wise, yeah, I'm I'm getting you into that horror, but okay, because Aaron, Aaron, you've obviously seen the most horror films here. I mean, one of the things I actually do is I actually seek out horror movies with large franchises and then just watch them all the way through. I mean, like you're right that like they're barely any good movie horror movie sequels, especially when they get so far down the line. But I don't know. I think there's. So I'm not defending it. You're totally right that too many sequels ruin horror movies. But at the same time, I just I love them because of watching that descent into horribleness, just watching them just fall off the cliff. Seeing the way seeing the way they'll continually stretch and stretch to, you know, bring back the concept like, oh, Jason's a worm now. Oh okay. And now he's in space. Alright. I'll I'll take it. Okay. Give me more Jason. Just give, give me more. You're getting more Jason. 13 films on the way. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> well, all right, Aaron. I'm going to go with mine. Um, mine is, again, this can be done well, but more often than not, it is done very poorly. And that are these just really cliched moments. Like, oh no, how many times? How many times am I going to have to see the sheets get ripped off of someone's bed when they're sleeping. I can't take it anymore. I cannot take it. Every time it happens, I'm like, really, guys? We're doing this again. That Like, hundreds and hundreds of horror films have done this. Why are you doing this? It just takes you right out of the movie, and you're just like, okay, this, this movie did this better, or this movie did this better. You know, like, once you start jumping into those cliches, it gets really murky really quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I got you. Yeah. Another cliche would be, uh, let me think. No, I can't even think of any cliches. <laughs> oh, there's the, are you, are you, are you thinking what about, like what about the, what about the awkward, um, how there's always an awkward sex scene in a lot of horror films and <laughs> what? then, what? I don't know. I I guess I've not or seen there, or anything. Or there's always really... like ran- <laughs> quote me from. There's always random nudity thrown in. Oh well, yeah, that's true. That's that's a pretty much a given. 
And like, like if I'm if I'm gonna see a horror movie, I'm like I'm gonna be like, okay, so there's probably some nudity somewhere in this movie. Like, like not knowing anything about it, and there's probably gonna be a weird sex scene. No, I where... have I have like a running gag on my blog series about calling out the gratuitous nudity in them. So yeah, but, so so you agree with me, Aaron? Like... I, well, I mean, it's not like every horror film. I feel like there's like this weird myth that like a horror movie requires nudity and then so many horror movies will then throw it in because they feel like that's a requirement or they're just so terrible that they throw it in because that's the only way they can keep their audience's attention (laughs) but so but no it's definitely a problem where it's like sometimes it's thrown in when it doesn't need to be Mm. Aaron did you say yours yet? I don't remember what, what no, makes a horror sure. movie well, I've bad? I've just been building off of your guys's, but I think one th- one problem I typically have is showing too much. Yeah, you know, like it's, especially when it's just like you have like this mysterious creature or whatever. It's just like when you when you like you show them going for the kill, but then you like show like their entire body. And then, like, oftentimes, especially when it's, like, some kind of awkward CGI creature that is so yes. obvious CGI, it draws you out of it. It's, like, if you don't have the budget to do it right, just be more creative with keeping it hidden, you know? And see, this is... I completely agree with you because um, in a movie that I watched with Jacob um, during the week, I, I experienced that. We got to see the the full... Um, thing and I was like when I saw it, I was like, "Really? That's what?" Like, I know what you're talking about. I'm pretty sure that wasn't CGI. What, whatever it if was. If it's the movie, I think you're talking about. Then no, it was it was like a motion capture. No, 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 no. It's not sure. that. Not that one. No, it's the one that we saw in theaters. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, what yeah. You're... yeah, no. I don't know what it was. He was but played whatever. by uh, Doug Jones, I believe. What? Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Um, <laughs> okay. But I, but I'm just saying if that I, I, I don't know. It looked <laughs> weird. It looked weird. But I'm I don't think it was CGI. But I could be wrong. So I just wanted to throw that uh, out there. So so I'm not I'm not arguing. Okay. Cool. It could be. It could not be. But I'm not arguing the point of CGI. I'm arguing the point that Aaron so is like. I'm agreeing. I'm I'm agreeing with Aaron because I was. Um, a lot more creeped out by what this thing could have been. And then once I saw it, I was like, really? Like, it completely took me out of it. I was like, that's all? Yeah. I I think I'm just on the opposite side of this than you guys. And, I mean, we discovered that when Blair Witch came out. But I'm like, I'm glad they showed more. I'm glad they, like, pretty sure that... I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, spoil it. Spoil it's a trash it? film, and it no it's cares not a trash it. film. No, no, I want to watch it. It's a trash. All right, film. I'm just gonna say don't, the witch is it. in this film. Obviously, they're not gonna just make a sequel and then not show the witch. <laughs> but so, and I I liked that because okay, we get Can the I first one. Yet? Huh? Can I listen. No, no. Not, yet. not if you don't no. want to be spoiled. No, no. Oh, I didn't even know he took out his ear. <laughs> um, but. It wasn't a scary design at all. It ruined it was all the mystery. It was no, real it creepy. wasn't creepy. It wasn't yeah, creepy at all. It. it was a generic podcast. <laughs> or then, can I put my headphones back in? Yeah, you're good. We're going to stop talking oh. about it. I, this is just the thing I think we disagree on on this. I, I think seeing more is usually 
better near the end okay, of the I, film. I don't, I don't care if I see more. If I see more, then you better scare me like none other. Nothing's you know I mean? really scary because once you see it. It might, it might be a problem with just like creature design is that a lot yeah. of these movies just have disappointing and unoriginal looks to their characters. Yeah. Yeah. That that could just be part of it. Because you have, if you have a good design, then you want to show it off. And but. that brings me to a, a moment in a film that I'm going to talk about later. But Aaron, when you told me that that was not CGI, I, I lost my mind. I was like, no. How did you do that? And then knowing that makes that character so much cooler. So that's why I think showing things and can be good. I, I don't know. It's a weird case, and we're not even telling people what the movie is. <laughs> Pretty much all of our arguments here have been like, it's good if you do it this way, except when it's good when you do it the other way. <laughs> oh, it God. It solved nothing. Let's just, let's just get... All you listeners have wasted your time. <laughs> they're getting, they're getting mean, the I'm personalities. Pretty, I'm, I'm rock solid on all my opinions. I know I'm helping the, the community, in my, I think. Um... David is the only one on this podcast that has his life together and can well, be that's, that's about obvious. his <laughs> Alright guys, what is your favorite subgenre of horror? Um, I, mine personally would be supernatural. Thriller. Horror? What? Thriller? No. <laughs> no. Um, like, the, like the music video? <laughs> Um, oh, so now you want to talk about oh, music video oh, right here? Oh, gosh. Oh. Um, personally, my favorite would be uh, uh, Supernatural films. I think those are the ones that really get to me the most, uh, where, like, home invasion subgenre, like, uh, Don't Breathe and Hush, those are creepy, but, like, less in, like, the fact... Like, when I'm watching a Supernatural horror movie, like... There's nothing you can do to stop this thing. It can, like, go through walls. It can see everything. That's, like, the scariest part. Like, it's, like, an unstoppable force. And that's just... I don't know. It gets to me more than anything else. I think the problem with Supernatural horror film for me, though, is that too often they don't find the right balance between the religious aspects that usually come with it. If you know what I'm saying. Like, they'll, they'll either swing too far one way or the other, and so you either make it not threatening at all or just, like, oddly misplaced. Like, it, it either know. feels you like you, these supernatural things don't fit within this world or it feels like they're too easily overpowered. I don't, it, That's just my opinion, but... Okay. Yeah I, I, yeah, I can see that. And I also think... I'm I'm just personally really sick of supernatural horror films right now because i feel like that's pretty much all we're getting nowadays yeah and don't get me wrong and and the scares are starting to like blend together and it's just like all the movies are beginning to blend together and it's like i want something new don't get me wrong it's incredibly hard to do a supernatural uh horror film right i think i mean just look at paranormal activity one through six and there you go you have six examples of ones that are if they are done right, it's just barely so. And <laughs> if they're done wrong, they're atrocious. And I think once they do actually nail what it has... I mean, I'm going to talk about The Conjuring later, but I think The Conjuring absolutely nails what that has to be. And that's what makes me believe in that subgenre as a whole. Like, it can be something more than what 
paranormal activity and insidious are like, you know, trying to make it be, I guess. Aaron, I mean, we already know yours. You you talk about it a lot, and I <laughs> almost course. didn't even guess it today. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I, real dumb. I'm very disappointed in Lacey. I guessed it. It took me a minute, but I guessed it. It took you two guesses to guess what my favorite <laughs> subgenre is. Okay, it, okay. It's so immediately obvious to everyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's tell it, tell it's it's uh, David. You're just trying to get out of guessing. I know what you're doing. What is it? What is it, David? <laughs> What, what, yeah, what, what is it, David? I don't even know all the subgenres, so I don't know. Well, it's one you've already said. We'll give you that much. You did. You did mention it. Slasher. Yes. Nailed it. See, David got it. <laughs> oh, David, you know, know me better than Lacey. <laughs> I've always known that. <laughs> and you just—you look like a slasher film kind of guy. <laughs> what, does that mean? what does that mean? Whoa. I mean. <laughs> It means you. It looks like you enjoy a good horror film with a knife in it. Is that so? Is that a bad thing? I enjoy. Moving yeah, on to yeah, me, I like those, those. I enjoy nice people in the scream movies mm. when they were big into horror movies and knives. Yeah, yeah, yep. those people. I'm just like them. I don't want to put it? you in a box. On the side. <laughs> What's your favorite you, scary movie? So you, my, right. you need to say it just like that when you introduce this question. <laughs> my favorite um, type uh, subgenre of scary movies is psychological parentheses surreal. Close parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> Could it have been more read off of a computer screen? <laughs> David, why so is that, that one your favorite? My, that one's my favorite because I love I because first of all my favorite genre as I've said like six times is thriller and the ones that like mess with your mind mm-hmm. and those are my kind those are my favorite kind of movies an exa- so an example of this would be um one of the five horror movies I've seen it was Oculus mm. and I, I really like enjoyed Oculus. Oculus I'm with you on that one David Aaron doesn't like it I'm, I'm not I'm not with you guys I'm sorry. I I enjoy Oculus because you know when you look in the mirror you don't know what's real like what's real and what's not so like in the whole like oh is this like are you really dead is this really hat I don't know it just well, always whole... make, makes you think it always not only is keeping you on edge but it's also so you're because you know when you're watching a scary movie your adrenaline's pumping you're like on edge you're, you're totally tuned in but like you have to somehow balance being totally tuned in. To figure out what the heck's going on that's a that's a nice place to be at yeah i agree i, mean, I don't i don't know if i would use oculus as the best example well it's not the best horror, example but... but that is a good well, example oh, it's not it's not I'm the best you, example. i've seen five aaron copy some <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry david <laughs> i'm with you david i'm with you if oculus you wanna, is a good movie me, if you want to throw me some more psychological that i can just like watch then just give them to me and i'll watch them but right now that's the one I was no. If yeah. you want, if you want horror recommendations, I got. Oh, I got. I, I got, got some films. Yeah, for you. Aaron's got a ton. I've got a couple, too. Like half of I, the list I gave to Lacey. Yeah, it, it is horror movies. <laughs> but Aaron, you you didn't even talk about slasher films. Why are oh, they your I mean, favorite? I, I I'm not really sure why they're my favorite because I don't think there's like there's very few examples that are actually scary and there's. Mm-hmm. Also, very few examples that are actually good, you know. No, yeah, I so agree. It's hard to say exactly why I like them so much, but I just think. Do you, do you like them because they're bad? 
I think part of it is that I do like bad movies, and like I was saying, I like watching franchises, and a lot of really lengthy horror franchises are slasher franchises. But I also I just think there's something fun to like that that repeated formula, but then seeing like the way they change and subvert kind of things, and then uh, the way that they'll stick to this formula so they can focus more on creative deaths, and then like the deaths are really fun. And I, and I think there's just this part of it where it's like it's not trying terribly hard to be scary so it's like it's more fun like i, I yeah. enjoy scary horror films but i also like these ones because they they have that perfect halloween atmosphere when you're looking for something that's you know kind of scary but also mostly just fun to watch yeah that's why i watched children of the corn today because i was oh, like yeah. i, yeah, I do did. not need something that scary right now i i just and it's need not to take scary oh it's not scary it's at all not scary we'll get but to it's it though so good we'll get to, we'll get to it um guys what's your favorite scary movie <laughs> i'll lead my favorite scary movie is it follows Oh man! Excellent choice. It's a great pick. It's an excellent I was not choice. expecting that from you. Just having five. That's one of the five I've seen. And nice. That was my favorite. It so I, I didn't like because my buddy came over and I, I gave him because he came over to snag some food. I gave him um, Interstellar, Perks of Being a Wallflower, and um, I am Legend Alternative Cup. But then I was telling him about It Follows and how it was like, and, and like he looked at the trailer and he's like. Dude, like I need to go find this movie right now because yeah. I guess it got like a, what a ninety-four on Rotten Tomatoes, something like that. It's, it yeah. was very, high. so it's very yeah. highly regarded by critics. But um, yeah, that is my favorite horror movie because that is the best one I've seen. So that's why yeah. it is. Yeah, no, that's a great pick it's, it's because excellent. I absolutely love that film. It, it blew me away when I saw it in theaters. It, it sincerely creeps me out too. Like it's two years like, old I now was, too, isn't it? What? Know. It's like two years old now too. It was last year. Really? Yeah. Aaron, what is your favorite horror movie? My favorite horror movie? Yeah. Should also be fairly easy to guess, but I'm not going to make you guys do that again. But it's A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. I figured it was one of those. Just absolutely love it. Just obviously, I love slasher films, and then this is just like the peak example of what slasher films should be, pretty much solely because Freddy Krueger is just like such a phenomenal character in every way. Just, like, his visual design is, you know, just really fascinating. Like, surprisingly fascinating when you think about it or when you hear Wes Craven describe, like, the thought process that went into making it. And just, like, the way his, just, like, his entire power set is really interesting. You know, just, like, you can't escape from him because you have to dream. And then since he can play in your dreams, he can do, like, all sorts of crazy stuff that, is visually cool and very interesting. More so, they get into wacky stuff in like the sequels, but even the first one, <laughs> there's some really neat, inventive stuff. Like that's why I love this film and like the whole franchise so much. It's like it's, it's like the most creative horror franchise I've ever seen. Like there's <laughs> just so much ingenuity just on display in like every single one of the sequences, and it's just really fun. It's a great character, great cast. You got you got Johnny Depp, yep. his it's debut like, role. Yeah, debut so, role. That's right. Watch it for that. Really? Score is really great. Yes. Yeah. Is that like the old one, or did they reboot that recently? Or they rebooted it recently. Yeah. I might have seen the rebooted one. 
Well, that was a mistake because that's <laughs> awful. It's absolutely awful. The dude took adrenaline or something in the hospital? Yeah. Yeah, that one. Okay. Did they do yeah. that in the first one too? No. <laughs> kind of. It's a little different. But I think also talking about the reboot also uh, emphasizes that uh, Robert England's performance as Freddy like, made those films. So it got a bit cartoonish in the later ones, but... He's a slasher villain with an actual personality, so that also adds to him being, like, the greatest of all He's not like uh, Jason, who just walks angrily at people. Right. They've had, like, (laughs) what, like, five different actors play Jason, and it's like, you can't really tell them apart (laughs) that much, because they're just all the same hockey mask wearing. Hey, hey, Jacob, imagine Jason uh, Jason doing the cave bob (laughs) when he's walking at you. (laughs) Oh, that meme. It's so dead. <laughs> it didn't live a long life, but it lived a healthy one. But I use that meme like none other. <laughs> oh. that, that's that been meme talk for the week. And uh, now... <laughs> um, Tune in next week when we discuss the rise and fall of Ken Bone. Oh, I thought we were going to go with Harambe <laughs> on that one. Just to well, really, we really, get, really get his joke. Oh, um, my my God, favorite stop. horror... But, <laughs> my favorite horror film um and it's actually one i just watched this past week and it's the conjuring and it's like surpassed every other one i've ever seen it blew me away and i will talk about it more later because i have a kind of a plan for how i want to do what i've been watching this week um but yeah i, I will say if you haven't seen the conjuring definitely see it it's it's a roller coaster ride of emotions like every emotion too, so it's it's great. No, I I love the film too, and that's why I was trying to get you to watch it. I know for so long. I know now you finally have. I've seen, yeah, I've seen it. See, Lacey, why have you not learned to just completely <laughs> listen to me, drop everything you're doing, and watch the films I recommend to you? Well, it's a good thing I watched a film you didn't recommend, or else I would have been missing nope. out. Nope, we'll get to that. All right, guys, let's talk about the upcoming movie. Of the week. It's just one movie, guys. It's Inferno. Dante's Inferno. Dante defined our modern conception of hell 700 years ago. It's the new, uh, new, uh, Dan Brown adaptation. Yep. So is this, uh, looks bad. Uh, is this a trilogy starting at the Da Vinci Code? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the third film, but it's based on the fourth book in the series, I believe. I think they skipped one. Yeah. So, so that it was Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons, and now, and this now Inferno. Okay, yeah. I actually just I saw a trailer um, of it during The Walking Dead. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I I haven't seen the first two, so I probably won't go see this one. Like, was the Da Vinci Code good? Nope, nope. Neither was nope. Angels and Demons. They're no. straight trash. They're well, so what, bad. What are they? Are they? It reminds me of like um, National Treasure. I was just gonna like say they're like National Treasure, pretty much <laughs> like a religious version of, of National, National Treasure. Treasure. Replace replace uh, American st- history with Catholicism, and that's so, what you got. So, so like without Nicolas if, Cage overacting. <laughs> so what if Nicolas Cage was cast? in the, the Da Vinci Code. We have Tom Hanks. Everyone I can't believe Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks is doing this. He's still on board. 
well because he's he's traveled the world so much on boat on plane like he's like you know what i just gotta keep something constant in my life i gotta stay with the series like you like i guess it, it looks bad though can we just agree on that <laughs> like it it looks uh it looks really bad. <laughs> Pretty it's getting tragic. bad reviews. Yeah. I, I read the synopsis of the book, and the book is... The story is really bad. It's so dumb. Good. It's, it's like something to do with like a plague that's going to kill all humanity. Yeah, but there's like a twist ending, and uh, if they preserve that twist ending, it's going to be so dumb. Is that all we got to say about Inferno, guys? Probably our shortest... Uh, Upcoming movie of the week yet. Well, it, why did they cram five movies in the last week and one into this, this one? <laughs> we literally talked about can... it for three minutes, but we have nothing to say. It just looks so... Bleh. <laughs> like... I don't know. I might still see it at some point. Like, not definitely not no, pay not money, for money to see it. <laughs> but I'd watch it for free because they're... The Da Vinci Code was just straight bad, but Angels and Demons was the fun kind of bad. Like, the really, really stupid turn off your brain and just laugh at how terrible this movie is kind of bad. So, all right. Oh, See, and, and since, like that one. And so, since, you know, you've already watched two, you just gotta, you feel like you have to continue the series, you know what I mean? Because I'm addicted to franchises. I've, I've yeah, said this before. True. You have a blog post I, I, about I it. can't do it. I have to watch them all. <laughs> Guys, let's move on. You need a plug? I need, I need a plug. To what have you been watching this week? It's November 1st, 1971. I'm sitting here with Carolyn Perrin, who, with her family, has been experiencing supernatural occurrences. You just sit there, seize him, punish him, cut him down, I command you. I am the word and the giver of his laws. Disobedience to me is disobedience to him. Excuse me for arriving this way. What a delightful family pose. Uh, can I start this week? I just want to get you it out of my system. Best, so yeah, go I'm going to get it out of my list. system, guys. <clears throat> so I'm going to start. I've seen nine films this week. <laughs> a couple of them I'm just going to gloss right over because there's nothing interesting to be said about them. I'm going to start with the ones that were not a part of 15 Days of Halloween. Watched. Uh, I'm, oh, i got to make sure I get the name of this right because I keep messing it up. I'm going to start with X-Men Apocalypse. Watched X-Men Apocalypse again. Sister had not seen it. She wanted to watch it. So we watched it. Is that it. on DVD? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's, I stand by what I said. It's okay at best. Um, it has multiple flaws, but only like three scenes that really make it worth rewatching. And I'm not going to spoil them, of course, but I mean... There's a really great Magneto scene in that film. That is one of the better scenes in any of the X-Men movies. So that makes it worth it. Um, And then I watched On the Riverfront um, as a part of my genres class. I actually really liked it. I mean, Aaron, have you seen it? Seems up your alley. Uh, No, I haven't. I don't oh. think so. Well, you should watch it. That's a, that's a good classic movie I've seen that you have not. I have one. Woo! Um, yeah, Marlon Brandau is really great in it. Um, and I finally understand what Hot Rod is parroting at the end of the film. When he's like, you gotta, life is pain. You've gotta scrape every last inch of joy out of it. I, like you, um, now I kind of understand what they're going for there. So that was nice. Now, guys, <clears throat> I'm going to talk about seven horror films that I've watched this week. 
one for each day. I'm going to do it in chronological order. Let's start with The Conjuring. I already talked about The Conjuring, but I'm going to just say James Wan. <laughs> James Wan. I love the man. What an outstanding film. Just wall yeah, I, told, I told you that it was basically, I thought, his directing that really elevated it above yeah. a standard haunted house horror film. It really, though, like, there's a great one-shot uh, moment in the film early on. Uh, there's just, I mean, we're going back to what we were talking about earlier, great characters. Like, I cared about everyone in that family. Every kid in that family has a scene that, like, makes you care about them or, like, has things happen to them. And based on a true story, in quotation marks, I mean, it at least operates under that guise throughout the whole film where it's like, okay, if this film, or if this house really had a demon in it, I could see these things possibly happening. <laughs> but, like, again, the Warrens, maybe not the most credible people on Earth, but... Yeah, but they these are good movies. Oh, they're know. so separating good. Separating the movies. art from the reality. Yeah. And uh even the characters of Ed and Lorraine, you, you like care about them so much. And that's especially continued in the sequel, but we'll get there. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think yeah, those are like the two standout elements of the the whole conjuring franchise. We'll get to the Yeah. Second one, but And the spin off are are James Wan's directing and yeah. just the love they have mm-hmm. for its characters, just like how it's it's so human, you know. Yeah. Well, like I'd even not, add a third. They one. never lose sight of the characters and the impact that this horror has on them. Agreed. So, question. Yeah. There, there's a sequel. Is the sequel good? Oh, sequel. We're gonna get there. We're we'll get, we'll there. get to it. Um, we'll get to I've it. seen that one as okay. well. Um. I'd add a third pillar to the th- to the things that make this movie outstanding, and I'd say the practical effects really sell this. Especially some of the wire work near the end of the movie, you're just like, oh, it's like haunting how good it is and how terrifying they do it. Um, mm-hmm. And knowing that that house was built on a set, like that house was built for that movie, it's just like, they put so much... TLC, I have to say. They put so much TLC into this movie. Like, every little frame of that film has so much love and care for what it's doing. And it's, it's, it shines through. I mean, it, like I said, it's my favorite horror film now. And that's also because it's just downright scary. It's terrifying. Um, Agreed. And I still get scared. Even after seeing it, like, five times now, I still get terrified at yeah, certain moments. It's, I mean, the... The, the, clap the clap game. The clap game. The, the part where the they're... Are we allowed to spoil... How much of this we're... We're not going to no, spoil no, it. Just I, reference I, it. I Don't spoil see it. it. The, the part with the doll, the second part... The second time. Not the opening scene, but when she shows uh, up again. Oh, I didn't like that. That was my least favorite part like of the that? whole movie. Oh, I mean, that terrified me. Uh, Alright, it's scary. David, you can put your earphones back in. David, we're not David, spoilers. David, we're not doing spoilers. My thing is... About that scene again, not spoiling it, David. Don't worry. Um, that triggered just it, stop. <laughs> it's uh, it didn't fit with the rest of the movie to me. That was the one part, scene of that movie that I'm like, you could have taken this out, movie would have been just as good. But I mean, it's there and it, it exists. 
I mean, I would add that it adds like an extra level of danger and development to the Warren's involvement in the case, but I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Day two. The Forest. What a horrible film. (laughs) What an absolutely trash film. My God. The Forest came out this year. Natalie Dormer's in it. Um, It's about her sister. She goes uh, missing in Japan in the suicide forest. And her sister goes looking for her. And, oh my God, I have never seen a horror film this boring. Like, I know I make fun of Blair Witch, or Blair Witch Project, but... Alright, that's just me making fun of it. This movie is legitimately boring. (laughs) Like, there's so many long shots of them just walking through the woods with nothing happening. No no talking, no character development, no tension building. It's it's just nothing. It's it's just long strings of nothing. I don't understand what they were going for. And then there's just some horrible CGI in this. Like at one point her hand is cut open and there's like maggots crawling around in there, but they're obviously not real maggots. Like it's almost like they just, like, took, like, a stock effect. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just took a stock maggot effect and they just, like, put it on her hand. I'm like, great, guys. Thanks. And then it tries to do this thing where it's like, you know what? I'm going to spoil this film. It's absolute trash. No one should ever see it. David, don't even take out your earphones for this one. <laughs> Aaron, you don't mind, do you? <laughs> I don't this care. Is, like, this is the one thing that you know I hate, and you do it. David. Don't spoil anything, because one day I want to watch this. You, you don't want to watch this. You don't want to watch the You don't, don't want to watch okay. this. Okay. Tell me when I can put my headphones on. Oh, back. my God. Okay. Well, so it does this thing early in the film where there's this girl. All right, so the main guy who takes him into the forest, the guide, he's like, don't, if you see or hear something that you haven't seen before, it's it's not really there. It's all in your head. So then literally that night, this girl, like, sees this little Japanese girl who's like, don't trust him, don't trust him, and she believes this little girl who wasn't there before, and then, so she's just, like, calling out this guy who is not a bad guy, but the movie tries to make you think that he is, not in, like, a good way, it, it, and it's just horrible. It tries to do that, like, fake out what's real, what's not, but you know what's real because the guy told you what's real, so why are... <laughs> done yes so unless you have to ask yeah day three is this better or worse than the 1980s film the forest i mean i haven't read that one yet but i read like the first two paragraphs and then i was like i I have to work on stuff but it's so bad i i believe i i i I mentioned the 2016 the forest you did i I haven't seen that version but i was like that version is going to be forgettable. But here's the one that was so forgettable that we were able to reuse the title for the 2016 one. Oh, it's so bad. And then there's just like, all right, every few seconds there's flashbacks that have nothing to do with anything. She looks at a photo. The The flashback isn't even of them taking the photo. It's just a random flashback. What? What is the thought process? There was no art. No artistry to this film at all. I January horror films are like the <sighs> lowest form of cinema. Is everybody ready for rings? <laughs> it's gonna be so bad. All right. Or Amityville: The Awakening, the one they pushed back. Oh, yeah, that's the right. Year. Day three. Da, da, da. Hush. Now, Aaron, I have a bit of a, a bone to pick with you. 
You Go said, now, how do you feel about this movie? You, I did not like it at all. You didn't like it at all? Oh. Wow. I was just sitting there hoping it would end. It was like, I was like, 80 minutes, this should be a short film, and it felt like forever, because I just really? wanted it to end. That's it was so, so strange bad. to me. I, I mean, teach their own. I, I just thought it was great. Um, I thought the lead character is interesting and has like a certain a certain disability she's deaf and mute and uh it, that really just adds a lot to like the tension like you like the audience might know something's happening but she doesn't and they're just kind of like screaming like no no like turn around or whatever and that adds to it i think i can't remember her name but her performance was outstanding um but i think what you were saying is one of the if I can push back already, do you mind? No, push back. But I don't care. I think one of the things is, like, I don't think we should have been privy to as much of the stuff that she wasn't aware of. Like, I think it would have been a better film if we were more trapped in the same kind of headspace and, you know, set of abilities that she so, had. So, you wanted, so Aaron wanted a movie with no sound. I did. I agree. I, that would have been I wanted awesome. a movie with no sound. But... Knowing that it wasn't going to be that going in, that? I could appreciate what it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I appreciated the, like, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it, but there's just certain moments in that where knowing ahead of time and then realizing how she figures it out is really cool. I think John Gallagher Jr. is haunting and in, in this movie like he's just so creepy and weird and you're just like Ugh, like which might be ruined for you if you've seen 10 cloverfield lane and see him in that like really peaceful guy role but i thought seeing him from that to this i'm like man this guy has some range i'm excited to see what he does after this um and yeah and again, there are things that are not right with it. There are some really heavy-handed, like, foreshadowing moments in the beginning. Where you're like, mm-hmm. okay, like, that's going to be important later. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know, I just, I just really enjoyed it. It broke my top ten for the year, even. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, anyway, now... Any, well, like, okay. You were alone in hating this movie, just to be clear. I, I kind of am, you know. But <laughs> no I, one, like I said, I think... No it, one, I'll watch it this week. And so you'll I'll, be the deciding factor. <laughs> I, I am the law. Oh, God. <laughs> I am the law. Well, we need to watch Judge Dredd, the 90s version. Oh, not, not, the, not the good not version. Not the good one. Version. <laughs> um, what were you going to say, Aaron? I was just going to say, like, like I said, I don't think it would... I think it didn't take advantage of its premise i think the acting and the dialogue was all really stilted and awkward to me like it was trying so hard to give you this exposition and this foreshadowing and it didn't work and just i felt like it was too dragged out like it 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 felt just like it was so many repetitions of just like oh she might get out this way but then oh he shows up suddenly and stops oh, her and then really she'll like get, that, get out this way and then she'll he'll suddenly show up out of nowhere again and stuff and it just got monotonous so i didn't care for it but to each their own let's let's be clear you didn't like oculus either this is the director of oculus i i know it is so <clears throat> Maybe I, I just I enjoy that. I, maybe I just oh. don't like his style. Yeah, that might be it. I, I enjoyed Oculus. Yeah. Wait, why didn't you enjoy Oculus again? 
I just I didn't find it scary. I thought the the blend between the two timelines didn't work the way they wanted it to, and I thought it was just like too scientifically minded for a horror film. Mm. If you know what I mean, like it's trying too hard to rationalize and explain everything when it's better left unexplained. Okay. Day four. Dun, 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 dun. Another. Fi- <coughs> oh God, I'm choking. Another film by the same director, Ouija or Ouija: Origin of Evil. Um, and I'm gonna pipe in with this because I yeah, saw. Yeah, David. This David and I went to go see it. Um, I wrote a whole review about it. If you wanna see what I thought about it, more detailed thoughts, you can check it out out there uh, at plug, Jake Lace. Plug, plug it, plug. plug it, everybody, plug it, David. Uh, you haven't gotten your thoughts out there yet. What do you think of it? I didn't really like it. <laughs> I I know, I, like, I don't know. Like, you walked out, you're like, yeah, that's pretty solid. I was like, I don't know. Like, I didn't really like it. Like, um, this is the first, like, scary movie I've seen in a while, and I didn't walk out of it scared. No. Like, I, obviously. All right, yeah. Obviously, there were some jump scares. And this is the pre. And this is a prequel, so I guess like, because like I asked you, I'm like, okay, what's the point of this and how it carries over to the next movie? But I don't know. There was really bad acting in the very beginning. Oh no, I was like, no is, it was so good. Oh, in the beginning? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, it's so it's bad acting because it's supposed so like the whole guise of it is that it's bad because she's a bad medium she's not a real medium she's like oh spirit if you're with us or whatever At- also bernard was in the beginning which was really weird who bernard from lost oh okay i was like oh see you're still getting work buddy oh <laughs> <laughs> But I I don't know, man. I I really but, but, but enjoyed not, it. Not not just her, just like the kids too. And then oh, well, there kids. was um. What do you mean they're kids? Leonardo DiCaprio was given some great roles as a child. Like, okay, all right. I love it. It's great defense. All right. <laughs> well, not every kid she is played, Leonardo DiCaprio. A mentally impaired. And and Breaking Bad, the guy who has cerebral palsy, the kid who has cerebral palsy, doesn't actually have cerebral palsy. Well, he has like a mild form of it, I believe. I thought. That the film overall, I it wasn't that scary, and I wasn't that upset about that. I wasn't going into it like expecting to be terrified, especially because with some of the films that we have seen this year, like The Witch and Conjuring Two and stuff like that, um, it, it's it's less that and more like I've I've said it in the review. The first two acts are great. They're really great it would be so much better of a movie if that whole third act was just something completely different like if they feel too constrained by like having to put all the pieces in place for the original ouija what, what's that face aaron <laughs> no, they, i just i'm just still confused about like why they would even yeah. bother since no everyone hated the first one yeah and i guess there's even an after credit scene that is literally, is. I guess, I looked it up online, it's literally just a scene from the original Ouija. <laughs> they didn't even try. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's the, the first half, or even past that, first two-thirds, is just so filled with, like, humor and, like, family moments and, like, like wit. Like, there's one particular scene in the beginning, uh, like, when they first introduced the Ouija board, and just one girl's like, oh, my God. Like, every few seconds. 
oh my god and it's 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 funny and it makes you care about the characters and then they just completely devolve into a random slasher flick that's just like hey you know all these weird horror cliches everyone hates let's throw them all in at the end and then get we have to have that twist ending in there we got to throw that in there and it's oh it's going to be so dumb but we're going to go with it anyway like I, i'm yeah. sorry i was just reading about the end credit scene oh yeah apparently it confused some people into thinking it was connected to the insidious films because they hadn't seen the first one <laughs> okay stupid test screening audiences oh. why are you so dumb <laughs> Again, you, you just so you just said that you enjoyed it, but you didn't like all those things. So did yeah. you really enjoy it, yeah. or did you? I think a film is more than I didn't, just. I didn't like it. I I think those opening. Can, can I finish why I didn't like it? I thought you were done. You just took a huge break. No, I okay. <laughs> go, no, I to, go. I, I said go. one thing, and then you were talking. Never mind. I'm not gonna say what we were talking about. But um, so I also didn't like. Um, I talked about it earlier that we eventually we got to see the demon was it was it a demon it was in the a ghost. board in the house a ghost whatever it was presumably a demon right? yeah so um we we got to we got to see a full view of it i'm like and i was just like what is that thing supposed to be? like this is awful i can't i'm supposed to be scared of this like black balloon like with eyes i was i mean they showed it in the trailer so i knew what i was getting from it so I was like, okay, that's what the bad thing is. But it's less than that. I think Lulu Wilson as um, Doris is, like, weirdly men- like menacing for a kid. You're like, oh, like this is a little creepy. It's like, I don't know, kids are normally creepy in movies, even if they're not trying to be. <laughs> so, I, but I think uh, okay. Lulu really nailed it in this movie. I think she has quite the career ahead of her. Um, but probably just going to be typecast as that creepy girl. So sorry, but yeah, I also didn't like um, the whole scene with the preacher reading the letters. Oh, and how yeah, just, that's like, right when it, that's right story. when it falls apart. But we don't want to spoil it. <laughs> yeah, that that yeah. is that is One right when that hasn't seen this movie. That is right when that movie sorry. falls apart, though. But no, I'm just giving you a hard uh, time, David. Yeah, it it. Doesn't completely fall apart though. There are like still some character moments that are good, but overall there are just too many weird like leaps in development and leaps in logic. But overall, I expect I'd nothing less from the Ouija franchise. So in, in my in my opinion, like oh, oh god, I can't say that. Um, I don't know if I'm paying to go see a scary movie. I want to be like scared. Well, that's and the thing. I, I think I didn't get to it earlier. I think horror movies are more than just being scary. Like a movie that I'm going to get to next. It's the next movie I'm going to talk about. Is not that scary, but like it's more the atmosphere and stuff like that. Like I don't okay, know. but the atmosphere and the dread. But still, I didn't feel that in this movie at all. All right. So I I feel like I paid for a a crappy drama, and there's like things that i want to point out but i can't because aaron hasn't seen this and obviously it just came out so we can't spoil it but there's just like a very set like i was looking at this i'm like well this is a stupid idea like oh well this is fake i can tell this and so i was just like really i just paid for this crappy like drama like 
Well, I'd say it was quite good. And if you need a Halloween movie, I would highly recommend it. All right. Um, If you highly recommend your time, don't watch it. Moving on. (laughs) I'll have to see this one. And then I'll be the deciding vote on this one. Five. So based on the director's track record, I might have I might end up yeah, siding with David. You're already on the wrong side of this by not liking <laughs> Hush or uh, uh, Oculus. Oculus. Day five, The Conjuring two. Really liked it. Not as good as the original. Not great. Not even like Duh. close. But it tries really hard at being as good as the original. Um, I think there are great moments at, and like. Like we said earlier, James Wan really elevates this film uh, through his camera work, and uh, just he has just such a great way of like making that suspense build, and it's just perfect. And that shot that's in the trailer that we talked about weeks and weeks and weeks ago now, <laughs> where the one with the crosses, yeah, where all the crosses start like down. flipping upside down. It's like oh, that whole scene is just so intense, um, but not that scary as i said like it's definitely less scary than the original and part of me thinks that's what they were going for um like so the original film has a lot of like warmer tones like reds and yellows and oranges and this one is more like just solid blue you're either getting light from the moon or from flashlights and that's about it Mm -hmm. and i think that Maybe I'm just reading too much into it, but it feels more like this is supposed to be a chilling movie, not really like a like jump out of your seat scared. Um, you know what I'm trying to get at here? I think like, part of it, too, is also that it's more of like a action blockbuster at this point, you know, where like it has like such a big budget for yeah. uh, relative to horror movies. So there's it's mainly focused on like these big, expansive uh set pieces mm-hmm. with like really dynamic camera work and and uh things going on so i think it's more like a big action movie with that horror element attached to it in a sense if you, if you get I what i'm trying that. to say no, like I, it's still I agree a horror that. movie but it's less trying to get like that psychological terror and more just like going crazy with their budget <laughs> No, I, I totally agree. That That is a good point. Um, there are still, like, great creepy moments in this. I think one of the my favorite parts of the whole movie is, Aaron, you'll know the shot I'm talking about, the shot where it focuses on uh, Ed Warren and the girl is in the backdrop j- just blurred out. Like, you can't really oh, see. Right. Yeah. Oh, that shot is just, that whole sequence is insanely good. Like, nailed it on that. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then I don't know if too much this of a spoiler, spoiler. Too much okay. of a spoiler. Okay, all right. I didn't know if like I don't remember how much of that was in the trailer, so I didn't. Know no, if I like, none about. of it was okay, at all. Good. Um, but yeah, uh, my main. I'm gonna go about it in a roundabout way. Um, the one of the things I really loved about The Conjuring One is that it goes on, like I said, it goes under the guise that it's based on a true story in quotation marks, and this one, you feel that for a while, and then all of a sudden, a certain event happens that makes you just kind of like, okay, yep, definitely not a true story anymore. So we're just gonna 
remove ourselves from that world and try to put us into movie world. I mean, and... I get what you're saying, but at the same time, saying that supernatural horror film was too unrealistic <laughs> for me is a tough argument to pull off. No, I totally, I totally understand that it sounds really weird that I'm saying that, but I, I don't know, man. It, it's not that I didn't like that, because once I was in that mindset... I was like, okay, this is awesome. I like this. But it was just kind of jarring at first. Um, yeah. I'd say really great. And again, my least favorite part of the whole movie is when we're back at the Warrens' house again. I'm like, why? This is not prevalent. Oh, Okay, whatever. <laughs> but it, it, it becomes relevant. It does. In this one, it actually does come back around. You're right. I think knowing Duh. that would probably have helped. But Maybe. I mean, I mean, I'm going to end with The Conjuring 2 with... Oh, you got something else to say? Well, I was just going to once again emphasize that what I really love about The Conjuring 2 is that love it has for its human characters. Like, yeah. Especially that one scene where Ooh. it's a bit too specific to spoil, but yeah. where it's just like they take a complete break from the horror for just this really hopeful human scene. Oh, and it's it so good. made the film for me, pretty much. It's so good. Um, yeah, Patrick Wilson, man. Love him. Love him. And yep. Vera Farmiga. Really great in this one Both as well. Great. Yeah. Um, <sighs> so, yeah, not as good as the original, but still really good. And I'd love to see a Conjuring 3. You know what I wouldn't love to see, though? Day 6. The Conjuring has a spin-off film. <laughs> Indeed it does. It's a film called Annabelle. <gasps> Why is it so bad? Because it's missing. Those two things that we said were great about The Conjuring. Yeah. James Wan, or a director of his uh, capabilities. Right. And that love for its human characters. There is it no love have for its either human of characters. Those. This movie is so strange. It's so strange. It feels so utterly manufactured. Like, we need this here. We need this here. This is where this scene goes. We need this jump scare here. We need this here. We need this monster thing here. And that's it. That's the movie. Just throw it out. Who cares? Um, and Man, it, sound like me writing a paper. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> there's just literally no love in this whole film. It, it feels just so cold and dead. Except for one scene that's, I'm like, hey, as soon as I'm watching this, I'm like, this might turn around. This scene's really good. It involves an elevator, if you've seen the film. And then I look up trivia facts on IMDb, and that scene was not even directed by its director. It was directed by James Wan, the one person who makes this all good. <laughs> oh, it's so frustrating. So the one good thing about your movie, you didn't even do. Uh, how did someone live with themselves after that? <laughs> and there's just horrible dialogue as well. Like, crazy people do crazy things. Hate that line so much. And they repeat it. They do it twice. And this movie, legitimately, and there's no shame in it, they, they, they shamelessly do a someone's hiding behind the curtain scare. I... When I saw that, I lost my mind. I'm like, no, you can't do that. You can't do that anymore. No. Oh my god. Oh, it was so frustratingly bad. And then of course the ending which I guess we won't spoil, but it's oddly we racist. Spoil, but it's terrible. <laughs> I'm just going to say it's terrible, it. slightly racist and, and just yeah. doesn't gel with what the Conjuring franchise has set up in terms of no. like tone and stuff. No. 
Here's hoping Annabelle 2 is better. But no. Or The Nun. I'm not, not excited for The Nun. The Nun makes literally no sense as a standalone film. <laughs> ah, whatever. Nope. Final film of 15 days. No, final day. Final film of this week of 15 days of Halloween. Children of the Core. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, would you mind if I said that this film was... Corny. I would mind. I, I would <laughs> mind. It is very corny, though. Um, it is, yes. It's... Uh, like, like I told you when I recommended it for your... Yeah, you said it was a guilty pleasure. It was. It's a guilty pleasure. I don't think it's a good movie. I totally but understand. At the same the time, <laughs> I love it. It's not scary in the slightest. Nope. There's no sense of dread at all or anything. They, they do nothing that even looks like it could have been a horror film at any point. Um, and it's not particularly well made. Like, oh my god. There's like the knife. Every time there's anything with a knife, it's like they just put ketchup on the tip of the knife and then rubbed it across someone's face, and it's so bad. But there's something so utterly charming about it that you're just like, how much money did you make this with? Not much, obviously, but like, you tried. You definitely tried, and you get points for that, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. But I will I say, um, wow. What's their leader's name? I literally just finished watching this movie. Isaac? What? Isaac. Oh, Isaac. Isaac, the kid who plays Isaac, is legitimately creepy. He's so creepy. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Basically, those are, like, the great things about the film is, is that kid is mm -hmm. genuinely creepy. He's <laughs> solid performance. So yeah. uh, unforgettable. Yeah. And uh, I do think, I do, like, just kind of, like, the the country setting you know like mm -hmm. the, the cornfields it's a it's a neat environment you know yeah. especially when you get into the town it's like all filled with corn husks everywhere and abandoned and stuff yeah, all like... the religion uh religious iconography yeah. and stuff like that it's good and then the best element of this movie the score oh yeah the theme song it's is bad. just fantastic <laughs> it's it, bad <laughs> It doesn't it's feel so like it fits. Good. Everything is like so like dun, 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 we're in the 80s. <laughs> it's like, why is this your horror movie theme? Why? Wait, what with the the children humming kind of thing? Oh no, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about like, like the regular music that's in between scenes. Oh no, not that's that like what no, synths the main, and it's the like main theme. Okay. You sounded, you sounded like Bojack you sounded like Bojack Horseman. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 80s pop song. Yeah. Sorry. No, I agree. That's kind of what I was going for. But no, I, the, the, the child, like the children humming. Yeah, that's creepy. Theme song. It's great. I love it. Also, always in my Halloween I, playlist. I cannot even believe that at the beginning, like this story probably works as a book. I've not read it, but it. I'm it's only a short story. Oh, a short story. Okay. But the setup at the beginning, where she, he graduates med school and she gives him a lighter that's engraved, I'm like, well, definitely not setting up anything there, are you? And then it legitimately they end it how I thought it was going to end. I'm like, no, oh, oh my god, <laughs> like you didn't. Okay, it is. It's bad. It's it's bad. But I I had to make you watch it because I love yeah, it so it's, much. It's definitely a film I'll probably watch again when I just want to hate myself oh yeah same thing i do also 
if you hate yourself a lot, check out the sequels. I don't want to do that. I Like <laughs> no, I said, I've seen bits and pieces of, I don't know if it was the remake or like, it's the 2011 one. I remember it was on like sci-fi once when I was just flipping through channels and I like kept it on for a few seconds, but I don't know. That's it. That's, that's all I've got for this week. Who wants to go next? I'll knock it out. All right. David, knock it out of the park. So, as I stated earlier, I went and saw the um, Ouija, Origin of Evil, Jacob. We already talked about uh, that one. Watched, so we're good. Huh? Never mind. Nothing. I watched the Lions today. The Lions got a win. We're headed toward the playoffs. I can feel it. Very happy. It's a last-minute win. I watched It's Always Sunny, the very first episode, because I had to get my friend into Always Sunny. So it was the, um, well, we watched the abortion episode, that which is the second episode. Then we watched the Super Races episode, which is just, a, every time I think about it, I'm like, this is a great way to start off, start off your series and to like make your producers be like, yeah, like we want to keep them on. Like, this is a good idea. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's talk about abortion and racism. Yeah, it's good, guys. It's good. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. What else I happens also, in that season? What? Also watch the Not following, right. which I have two episodes left of the following. Of the whole um, show? Yep. So I'll probably finish that up this week sometime at work. Um, I'm enjoying it. I don't, I don't know why I enjoy it, but Kevin Bacon catching those serial killers is... I mean, I guess... <laughs> I mean, have you ever watched it, Aaron? No, like I said, it has such an infamous reputation that I... I know. I, I just... I've never heard anything good about it from anyone, except for I you. Enjoy, except for you. I enjoy it. So may, maybe you should watch it. Maybe you should see Maybe, but I also have a lot of TV shows I need to get to. True. <laughs> Smallville but... is on Hulu now. <laughs> Gotta watch that. Smallville's not really a top priority <laughs> no, to me, no, no. I didn't. I did not watch Atlanta this week because I was at a concert. Oh man! I know. I'm gonna watch. I've got to find out where I can find watch it. I hear it's a great episode. Can't you just watch it on the app? That effect, yeah, I'm gonna download that. Maybe I'll do that. Sometime yeah, soon, just, just I will. It, yeah, it was uh, it was a good episode, not one of the best. Like I feel like it, it was a bit of a. It just felt a bit weird because it was a bit more uh, of a normal episode, whereas like the past two weeks have been more uh, experimental. Yeah. But it was still really funny. Oh, that that's good to hear. I'm very happy about that. Um, I watched Broad City. Yeah, Broad City. What what? You joking? You like Broad City? No, Broad City's amazing. He's talked about it. On yeah, the I've talked about it several times. Uh, I remind me of Two Broke Girls. I don't know. Oh, no. Oh, way better than Two Broke Girls. Oh, <laughs> no, my God. Don't say that. That's, that's horrible. I don't know. Why no. would you ever say something like that? <laughs> I was sitting there, and I was like, it's supposed to be funny? Oh, what episodes did know, you maybe... watch? There are some that are not it was as the good. One... It was the one when... Uh... The veteran, like they t- she took the dog to the vet, but then she ended up like bringing the wrong dog home. Oh to yeah, the that's a- wait. What was what was um Abby's subplot in that one? Oh, I can't remember. I could tell you. I watched. I, I watched it super late at night, so uh, I was just tr- struggling just to like, because I was really bored. And then she like was trying to get the veterinarian to give her 
painkillers. Some sort of pain, <laughs> yeah. painkillers. Uh, yeah. See, David, again, I think we just have different types of humor. I like if you don't like Sausage Party and like Seth Rogen's movies, I think uh, Broad City's like right along those lines. So, yeah, that would be why. I watched um watched an episode of Family. I fell asleep watching an episode of Family Guy. Oh, burn it! And burn it with fire. <laughs> I was like, "Wow! Like, what? There's how many seasons of this now? Too like, many. How does it keep? It's like twelve. Um, I watched Toy Story, a something of terror. Oh, Toy, Toy Story, Story of terror. terror. That's what it's called. Of Toy Story of Terror. Yes, I watched that. I was like, okay, it's pretty good. So like, okay, Toy Story. I'll take bring it on in. Keep keep it coming. Should should have ended with the third one, but why are we? Kind of love that we're getting a fourth, but also kind of hate because they, I mean, they had a good ending. But, um, yeah, my buddy was just flipping through channels and, like, he absolutely, that's his favorite animated, like, movie of all time is Toy Story. So we watched it. And his favorite movie is Toy Story or Toy Story of Terror? No, Toy Story. Okay. I just want to make sure. I'm like, that's a strange choice, but okay. <laughs> and then, oh boy, I watched. The Walking Dead. I'm assuming Aaron watched. Of course, I, I, I did. Watched it yes. as well. And man, wasn't it your favorite part when Negan hit that watermelon like really hard? Thanks, Jack's Films. So that's a great tweet. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about Walking Dead. Someone else take it from me. <laughs> no, flail. No, I mean, I mean, I, uh, dead I don't think we should spoil. No. Who the victim was. Obviously, everyone's pretty much aware of how the last season ended at this point, but they might not have seen this premiere. But I, I think, mean, Aaron, what's your opinion on Negan? That's... Negan, the character himself, I loved. I loved Jeffrey Dean Morgan's performance. He seems like he, he's really uh, sadistically funny and just has like a great presence that I think will make this season a lot more entertaining but mm-hmm. i i'm still unsure about the way they resolved their cliffhanger like i mean i feel like it, it's just this weird thing where it's like i'm it was all right it was it was okay but at the same time it feels like the show is still too afraid to take a huge risk like it, it's still just doing these small risks when it i really wanted to just take a huge uh, leap of faith with its audience. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do, but I could also argue that it, it, it was a big risk that they took, but I can't really argue it on the podcast without spoiling anything, so mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I'm satisfied that, because I, I love this show. I remember I didn't start watching it until, like, season three. Like, season three was finished. They're about to start season four. My Brady Nichman actually like ever watched Walking Dead. I'm like, no, he brought over seasons one to three, and we watched them all within like a weekend. I was like, wow, show's great. Yeah, but um, so yeah, I really do like this show a lot. I'm interested in which which way this season's gonna go. Mm-hmm. Because people, you know, people always argue, oh look, they need food. There's a new guy. There's a new bad guy. They always argue that it sticks to the same formula. But if you think of, like, almost every movie, a lot of movies nowadays stick to that same formula. And 
Like, but it doesn't excuse no, it. Doesn't, it. That doesn't everyone make it else is doing it. <laughs> no, no, like I'm, the, not, I'm not excusing the it. The number one also... argument everyone dismisses right away in their life. I'm not, I'm not arguing that, but I'm also going to argue that they're staying that they're staying relatively close to the comic books, which is what they are following. You know what I mean? Yeah, but at the same time, the comics and the show is designed to uh, go on indefinitely. So it's like they're they're repeating stuff because they're not they don't have an endpoint in mind. So it's gonna oh, feel yeah. a bit aimless. Yeah. So I mean, what question? When do you think that The Walking Dead should end? When should this is season? Well, this is season seven, right? This is season seven. I'm probably should have ended for, two usually seasons for ago. me. <laughs> I think most TV shows should wrap up in five or six seasons, but since we're yeah. already in seven seasons here, it's it's hard to tell because, like I said, it's not designed to end. So it's like, at what point do we would we start heading towards a resolution? You know, because it's like we could have had a resolution earlier, but now it's like, at what point do we head towards a resolution that's not going to feel rushed? Mm-hmm. So I don't know when it should end. Ten seasons, maybe I'll give them. That's the most I That's can give them at this point. Way too many seasons. It's for way too many, deal. but no, no, a small, I mean, small got ten seasons. So not a high standard. standard. Yeah. Not not a high standard. <laughs> Smallville did. It's well, always sunny. Smallville. Uh, Dexter was based got how many? Smallville was based on comics and had a really, really varying degree of quality episode to episode so it's quite comparable to the walking dead so 10 seasons how many uh, seasons, seasons are, in a movie are in dexter <laughs> dexter got eight seasons except okay. in my mind it only got one and then got canceled and we never speak of any other seasons at all is that one season the first season or the yeah, last just, season? just the first season it, 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 it was one it's and like done. the fourth or something <laughs> It's just like one random season in the middle. It's like that's the only one that exists. It's the only one. Well, Aaron, have you watched all of Dexter? Yeah. Unfortunately, I have watched all of Dexter. I watched wow. it with my roommate like last year or something, and that's pretty much why you, we stuck with it. She was like, "Man, like I'm, I'm into this," and you're like, "Uh." Yeah. Pretty much. Well, yeah. Is that all you got um, for David, or do you got more? Yeah. Yeah, like I didn't do a lot. I didn't do a lot this week. Well, actually, I, I did a lot this week. So you didn't, I didn't watch get a to... lot. Yeah, you have like a real so. life instead of me, who watched nine movies in one week. Nine movies is nothing, lazy. Aaron. Nothing. Speaking of which, you got you said you got a little Halloween movie and maybe the worst movie of the year. What do you got I for do, us? Yes, I have a new pick for the worst movie of the year. All right. What so, do you want to start uh, with? But, but I always start with TV, so I'm going to oh, start with oh, TV. Geez, oh, jeez. I'm sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> Didn't mean, but to, I, didn't mean I, to step on I, your toes. Let but. the man speak. <laughs> I, I'm just sticking the formula, Lacey, okay? Respect the so, format. It's a pretty short week. Okay. Or short list for this week. Uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. You need to watch it still. season premiere. Good. I didn't. I didn't figure you had seen it, but no, it was it was good. I think it's like, it's like the harshest harshest the show has been. Oh, to uh, Rebecca yet. So it looks like they're in a very interesting direction this season, where they're gonna get like a bit darker and a bit more uh, subversive. 
Okay. So it, it was a really good premiere. It looks like it's going to be another great season. I think the songs weren't the best. They were, they were, they got like a few chuckles, but they weren't like as catchy as some of the best ones. Okay. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping their quality stays up this season. Cause that's the thing I fear most is that the yeah. songs will not be able to sustain their greatness. Oh, but man. otherwise, still highly recommend the show. Heard it's the new good. theme song. Really like it. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, guys, you got, you nailed it, knocked it out of the park again. I didn't even think they would do that, get a different theme song, but I'm okay. I'm down with that. Yeah, apparently the idea behind it was just like to emphasize how her character is evolving over the show, like her motivations and stuff like that. All right. So, yeah, it was a good new theme song. Good. I'm excited. I might watch it tonight, maybe. I don't know. You said it's on the CW app? If, if you just go to the CW website or the app, you can watch it without cable signing. All right. I'm going to do that then. And then, what I this week, I finished The Wire. Oh, all right. And what would you think of it? I think it is one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. Wow. For sure. All right. I, I mean, I highly, highly recommend it to everyone. What is, but What is The Wire about? Oh, David, we've talked about it three weeks now. <laughs> no, I mean, well, basically... It's a bit hard to describe because... See, exactly. <laughs> We've talked about three weeks, but you can't describe it to me. Well, so I mean, that's a fair it, question. It is a hard show to describe because Dude, in a sense, down. the basic thrust of the show is just... It's, it takes place in the city of Baltimore, and it's about the police department trying to take down this like drug empire kind of thing. But then at the same time, the show builds and builds on that until it's so much more. And by the time you get to the end of the show, it's really just a show about the city of Baltimore. Like they expand the focus beyond the police department, beyond the, uh, the drug crime rings and all that. They expand it to the, the dockyards, the school districts, the newspapers and the, the governmental offices. And really by the end of the show, it's just about the institutions that shape our lives in a sense. Okay. And what, what it means to be, a member of a city, a member of a society and everything like that. So it's, it's a great show. I think, I think the fifth season, I don't think it was my favorite of the seasons. Cause I feel like it was a bit more, the, the main story arc of the season was a bit more implausible than the show typically is. Like it, it was, it didn't break the realism that it had going, but it just was a bit more, of a heightened reality than it normally has. Okay. And I feel like they didn't do enough new stuff with the addition of the uh, newspaper because the the newspaper portion is added into season five. They add a new, like, institution every season. Okay. So I feel like they didn't do as as much new kind of stuff with it that we haven't seen before, haven't seen elsewhere and stuff like all the president's men or spotlight or stuff like that. Okay. But where can I, where can I watch this? You can watch this on HBO or Amazon or DVDs are fairly cheap at this point. It's it's an old show because it came out, it started in 2002 because it's also really tied to like the post nine 11 America in a very interesting Mm -hmm. way. So I would, I highly, highly recommend this show. Obviously, it's already considered one of the greatest TV shows of all time. And I was late to this party, but 
I think what I really love about later. it is just, you know, it, again, like The Conjuring in a sense, it has that love for its human characters that's just really, really powerful. Just like, I mean, it doesn't care, like, rich or poor, black or white, one side of the law or the other. It's just like it has this empathy for these people that's just really powerful and I, I, that's what I love about it. And then, yeah, at the same time, it has, like, this contempt for the ways in which our personal failings cause us to uh, impact so many other lives around us because we're all part of these institutions. Like, how it's, like, someone's, if someone's, in like, in a high office and they're concerned with their own self-interest they're all in there, get greedy, they get corrupt and all this stuff, the way it can then trickle down and impact so many people in society and prevent us from making meaningful change. So it's, it's such a powerful show. So well acted, so well written, such a uh, tightly knit showed, you know, just like a five seasons all yeah. build perfectly together. And, uh, the, the kind of show that you like, that's just like exactly. they have a plan. They know what they're doing. They executed it. Well, now it's done. Perfect. Exactly. I, I love those shows where they know, where they're going and they know when to end. Like how and I met your mother. Not like how you met your mother. <laughs> how I met your mother. Not like that. No, not like like that at all. And I, <clears throat> so I think the the final episode of the show, I think I was a, a bit mixed on it because at the same time I felt like it wasn't bigger than any other episode the show has done. But at the same time, I think that's kind of like keeping with the realist. Uh, atmosphere of the of the show is you can't go too big, even though right. it is your final episode. And at the same time, I think what it was trying to say is it was trying to make a statement about like the cyclical nature of things, like the way, the reason why change can't really happen on a large scale. And so it made that point really well. So I think this is a show that every single person should watch. I, I honestly believe that because it just it it's really powerful in the way that it just like emphasizes these human characters and our place in a larger society in a really interesting and entertaining way. All right, I'm I'm excited. I'll probably watch it. I, I mean, I will watch it, but who knows when I'll get to it? But I do have HBO, so that's a step in the right direction. It, it, I mean, I'm piling you up with shows you to are. watch, but. This is one I would put a priority on because okay. highly, highly recommend it. I'm going to try and catch up on Game of Thrones for this next season, but after that, I'll give The Wire a watch. All right. So now, moving on to the films. Here we go. I'm so excited. I want to know what the bad I'm, movie is. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with the one oh, that's not the Halloween one. Or leaving the, me in suspense. And that's uh, Love and Friendship which is a adaptation of a Jane Austen story. So, I mean, it's not my typical kind of movie that I seek out, but this one got like a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. So I was like, it's free on Amazon Prime. I'll okay. check it out. So it's not this year then? No, it was this year. Oh, it was, really? Yeah, it was, a, it was an Amazon Studios production, uh, so they got okay. it fairly quickly. But uh, it was actually a really enjoyable movie. I was surprised because it's like it's not typically the kind of thing I find enjoyable, but it was very funny. It was very like witty and just funny. Like there's this one character 
in the film that's basically like Ricky Gervais. He's like <laughs> exactly like Ricky Gervais, and he's straight up hilarious. I was cracking up watching him. And Kate Beckinsale is the yeah. lead, and I didn't know she could act. Really? But she can act. What else has she been in? Like the Underworld movies and oh, all those trashy good. action franchises kind yeah. of stuff. But she can actually act because she did a really good job. All right. And I think what I, I loved about this film is that like it's entertaining, but then at the same time, it's this, this weird thing with Jane Austen works where it's like, why do we care? It's just like a bunch of rich white women marrying off to rich white <laughs> men. It's like, why, why should we care about them? That, but I think yeah. this movie did a really interesting thing where it's like it made the romance like so cold and like downplayed it so much. It's more just like this fascinating story about like the the political nature of these relationships that women had to find themselves in in order to survive in this world. And it it's, did a really interesting approach to it, which like solely through the subtext. So that sounds it was really interesting. a lot more interesting watch that. than a typical Jane Austen adaptation to me. So I enjoyed you it. You weren't a big Actually, fan of that Becoming Jane with Anne Hathaway and uh, the guy from X Men. <laughs> what? I don't. I don't. What? It's a book of, or it's a movie about Jane Austen before she started writing her books and then her writing her books. It's it's really boring. <laughs> it's it's not good. <laughs> But you can see what's the guy what's who plays Professor X, the new Professor X? James McAvoy? Yeah, you can see his butt in that movie. He gets he gets naked. So do you want that? Right. He's in that movie. Well Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Love and Friendship. Enjoyable movie. Alright. Where where does it rank in the Aaron list for twenty sixteen? I think movies? it ended up being like around number thirteen. Okay. It's pretty good. Yeah. So, like, worse than Hush, but, like, better. No, Hush is, like, 30-something. <laughs> but I have... We'll, we'll start with the Halloween one. Okay. Which is actually also a 2016 film. Oh, all right. And that is... I watched The Greasy Strangler. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. What, was, was this the sequel to the hash sing, the hash I, swinging I'm, slasher? I'm pretty sure you made that joke last time we talked about it. That's a great joke. It is a good joke. I, I mean, how was it? I I don't know what I expected. But <laughs> was it just was it just like an oiled up dude just strangling people the entire movie? Pretty much. <laughs> no, but it's like... Well, well I, I it's, bet he tied him up. He tied him like, okay, before I do this, and then he's, he just oils up right in front of him and just goes for it. Kind of. It's, it's so bad, you guys. It's so bad. Like, a bad movie? Like, I mean, it's like this kind of thing where it's like, part of it is like they're intentionally trying to be bad. Like, I think... I just did not like what they were going for, which is just kind of like this ironically terrible horror movie, like really stiff wooden, wooden acting and stuff and just terrible dialogue and all this stuff, but like trying to be ironic about it. And it's like, if you're doing this 
irony without a point or without any other artistic merit, I don't care for it. I, <laughs> you're, you're just being pretentious and terrible. And pretty much the entire movie is, is just like, yeah, it's these two people are just like they're they're getting nude and then they're <coughs> dressing themselves with grease and then there's it basically just goes for like all these gross out effects and stuff like pouring grease like buckets of grease over things or just like showing this dude walking around nude for like extended periods of time and stuff and it's like why <laughs> what is the purpose of any of this is it just the gross people out or make them be like oh this is terrible if if so like why why are you making this movie i i hate this movie on principle it has no artistic value whatsoever maybe that's what they were going for maybe it, it was, sounds but... pretentious enough which i never would have thought greasy strangler would be a pretentious <laughs> film not from that trailer but okay but yeah i i hated it i i get what they were going for but i don't think that that you is a hated it aesthetic philosophy that i think is valuable you you hated I, I mean, it i i hated it but at the same time i think objectively i'm like okay it's competently made they have a vision that they are carrying out through the entire film they have an Greece. like an aesthetic going, <laughs> and yeah, it's Greece. <laughs> the, the aesthetic, but, yeah. Imagine, imagine, me, imagine making this movie, like guys, guys. What do we need? Like we need the, like something for the str- can't just call it the strangler. Like what can we do to this strangler to make him like stand out? Like just cover him in grease. That's it. That's that's the point. that's pretty much the thought process. Just, just everywhere in the movie, just everywhere in the house on him. No, that's you're accurately describing what they do with Grease in this movie, David. You don't even understand. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like like where can I find where can I find the Greasy Strangler at? It's actually I rented it because apparently it's on. Uh, you can rent it already, like digitally. Because hmm. I I thought it was just like getting a theatrical release, but I I came across it in like the video rental listings. So I was like, oh, I got I have to do that. And it was a mistake. How much? How much was this mistake? It was like a five buck rental. Oh yeah, that's, that's not that much. bad. Five it's like dollars the price of a movie, yeah. like movie ticket, or where I live, it's like a third of the price of a movie oh, ticket. Too much. Too much. It's too much. Aaron. So yeah, Gracie Strangler hated it. It only it was saved from like the bottom very very bottom of my list solely because objectively i can't call it like one of the worst films that i've seen there there's competent filmmaking going on i just do not agree with their aesthetic philosophy i cannot wait for you to see swiss army men now (laughs) because i I just want to know what you say about it All right. I was actually going to watch that this weekend, but I rented The Greasy Strangler instead. Oh, you made a mistake on that. Cause no, Army I'll, Man. I'll get to it. I'll rent it probably next weekend. Good film. Aaron, what is the worst film of the year? I'm, I'm just, I'm so, I need to know. I need to I know. Got, yep. My last film. 
is my pick for the worst movie of 2016 at this point. And that is London Has Fallen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I almost watched that this week again, but then I was like, wait a minute. I haven't seen Olympus Has Fallen, so how can I watch this? So I, I, I actually haven't either. Maybe that's why it's the worst movie of the year. I've seen so Olympus Has Fallen. <laughs> but I watched, I watched White House Down, though. Oh, they're so basically it's, the same. It's pretty much the same thing. But yeah, so White London House Down is fallen. so much better. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Presumably. Has but some, this is the one that got a sequel. Wit and humor to it. <laughs> Um, tell me about it. I I'm never gonna watch this movie. I washing my yeah, hands I mean, of the situation. I pretty much just watched it because it was on Netflix, and I was like, "Hey, was that really? was a pretty high profile 2016 film. I guess I'll watch it if it's free." And uh, it's so bad. Just everything about this movie is bad. The acting, the writing, the filmmaking, and just the way it handles itself is it's so i mean just to start this movie had as a 60 million dollar budget <laughs> and yet looks exactly like the kind of trash you see on the sci-fi channel like that quality of filmmaking like the, there there's so many explosions and it's that kind of like out of place, really obviously CGI explosion. <laughs> and it looks so bad. It looks so cheap. It's everywhere. There's so like, half the film. It's just like all their set pieces are just like these really obvious CGI explosions that like any person on YouTube can do with basic movie editing software. <laughs> like that quality of explosions. Good. And then just like all of these scenes where things are exploding are just shot in these terrible ways. They're just like these awkward angles or like they're like so distant and they they don't capture any spectacle or scale of anything. And just like or sometimes they'll have like parts where like they'll use stock footage, but then like the stock footage they'll either have, like, stock footage that looks so obviously fake, so obviously stock footage, like, they won't even add anything to it to just plaster it in there. Yeah. Or, like, they'll have this one moment, I think it was even in the trailers, where, like, they have the president is captured, and they, like, throw, they like show him, like, on the screens in Times Square. Yeah. But then, like, all the people in Times Square are just walking around, oh, minding no. their own business, oh, not no. even caring that the president is... Oh, being held no. by terrorists up on the screen because it's just stock footage that they edited these movie screens in. That's the level of laziness in this movie. Oh, no. So the filmmaking is just complete and utter trash. The action scenes are just incomprehensible. Like, there's even one where they try to do a one-take fight scene. Oh, and no. It's like, you can't tell what's going on. How do you mess up a one-take scene? Like, it should be, like, clear as day, but they, they mess it up. They find a way to mess it up. Good. And just... <laughs> but the thing that's just, like, real... The, the, the plot is entirely stupid. It's pretty much random, generic Middle Eastern people somehow oh, no. infiltrate the entire police department of London and hold the entire city for ransom, essentially. Somehow they infiltrate every single level of the entire city and then carry out this really convoluted plot to take it over. 
And it makes no sense. It's really dumb. And just the thing that's really, really, really terrible about this movie, though, is just, like, how brutal it is, and yet it wants to come off as heroic. Oh, no. Like, they'll have Gerard Butler, like, going around just, like, brutally stabbing people or, like, murdering (laughs) terrorists when they don't need to be murdered. Like, he'll have this part where, like, he brutally murders this terrorist, and then the president is like, was that necessary? And he's like, no. And it's like, what are you doing? It's it's basically born out of, like, that hardcore, like, fascist form of patriotism where it's like, we're Americans, we gotta go around murdering all these Middle Eastern people. And it's just, like, it has, like, no sympathy it has like no no. empathy for any of its characters outside of its main duo who are such terrible people and it's just so (laughs) brutally nihilistic slightly racist there's it's well more than slightly racist yeah really racist really violent really really (laughs) is not (laughs) i just i just read the like the clip from someone's review on uh and London has fallen on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know what ChristyLemire.com is, but they posted a review. Rotten. London has fallen is Donald Trump in film form. <laughs> that pretty much describes it. It's it's that bad. It's that repugnant. From a filmmaking level, from a moral level, everything about this movie is straight and utter trash. And so I had to place it last on my list for films of the year. I I almost want to want to watch it now. I don't... I mean, I've seen the first one. I, I know how bad that one is. But I just... I need to know. <laughs> I almost feel like I have to recommend it to you just so you can trash it with me. Throw it at uh, the bottom of your list as well. Dude, I mean, nothing's beating Maximum Ride. I don't know. This has the CGI level of Maximum Ride. I know. And it's much more offensive. So <laughs> Maximum Ride is pretty offensive. <laughs> like morally offensive or just like on principles of filmmaking? There's, it's weird about their blind character. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. It's like, oh, why is he just a burden on all of you? <laughs> why did you, like, okay. But I mean, it's definitely not racist. Well, a little racist <laughs> but you know in the same way that all hollywood movies are just a little racist not annabelle yeah. levels of racist let's be clear on that um i'm it's a movie <laughs> all right well is that all, all you got this that, week or? that was my week all right uh, what a week the, it was. The standard TV I watch that I don't go into every single week. London has fallen. Don't watch it. Please don't. <laughs> don't. Don't. All right. Well, let's move on to Pitch It or Ditch It. Hi, I'm Cole Sprouse, and you're watching Disney Channel. Guys, this week we're doing the Disney Channel, uh, a channel that deserves to be ditched, I think, just in general, uh, especially with their line of programming that's going on right now. And, uh, yeah, who wants to start? 
I can start. Aaron, go for it. Because I have a very, I have a very, very simple pitch for you guys. All, All right. right. Mm-hmm. All right. So you know, you know what's one of the best shows that Disney Channel has produced? Mm-hmm. Sure. Dog with a blog. God, you're supposed Peak. to do a dog with a blog too. <laughs> Peak Stop. television. Expertly crafted television. Just yes. So beautiful. Such a masterpiece. And but it came to an end. You know, show, shows have oh, to did? come to an end. I didn't even know. Yes, it's it's over. It's it's sad. It's tragic. How many seasons did it have? I have no idea. Four too many. Five. <laughs> I'm gonna say uh as many as there were, too many. Yeah. But what what do you got for us, Aaron? But it ended. But I think the franchise still has potential. So I think we Ours need are like the same spin-offs. Thing. <laughs> we need spin-offs. Okay. We need to expand this franchise. Mm-hmm. So I have I have Just a couple to pause. Just to let you know, Dog with a blog had three seasons. It got a four point seven on IMDB and a six point one out of ten. Four point seven out of four point seven out of ten and a six point one out of ten on TV.com. Oh. So tell me about your spinoffs. So I have I have a couple spinoff pitches oh, that okay. I think could work. You know, I'm just I just wanted to let you guys know that there's multiple options here. Okay. Maybe pick the one you like best. So mm-hmm. let me start you off with a simple one chimpanzee with a magazine it, 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 it's a near rhyme it doesn't quite work as well as dog with a blog but i think it's close enough okay all right no takers all right here's another one <laughs> i like it i'd like my chimpanzee with clam with an instagram it all right they don't, right. don't have fingers so how do they make an instagram their tongues. That's potential for drama right there. You know? It's like, <laughs> it's how is destiny. he going to manage his Instagram when he doesn't have any <laughs> fingers or anything? All right, here's another one. Uh, Go for it. Velociraptor with a newspaper. I mean, again, it's a, it's a near rhyme. It's, a near it's rhyme. not really close. It's a near rhyme. All right. But, you know, the Velociraptors are extinct. Velociraptor with a newspaper. extinct. So, you know, this could maybe be something for the adults. Ooh, you know? I think that's a good one. We get, we get that older demographic in there. With we could this. even put that one on CBS. That one. Maybe we could. Maybe we could. Well, ABC because, you know, Disney Channel. Yeah. So we'll have ABC likes old white people enough for yeah. the most part. Yeah. But here's my favorite one. All right. So I really hope you guys like this one. Dust mite with a website. Oh God! Those are my pitches. I mean, we can get like some solid voice acting to go along with this, like Dust Mite with a website. I was thinking like maybe Michael Sarah or something to voice the Dust Mite. <laughs> that is perfect. That is perfect. He's a perfect little Dust Mite. Oh my God. I mean, I'm down for Dust Mite with a website. I think that's uh, that's some real genius gold right there. Also, claim with an Instagram. Mm-hmm. No, Chimp Chimpanzee with a magazine really just that's that's the one that hit me. And I, I ever since he said that, I couldn't like move away from Chimpanzee with a magazine. How about we green light? That's all four of them. <laughs> all right, all right, I'll take it. 
we'll get the with with a cinematic universe started, you know? We'll be like the CW where it's like they have like Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, yeah. Legends of Tomorrow all like all week long. We'll just yeah. do that, you know? Our entire prime time slot. Now, what's this budget we're going to give him for this, David? I'm, you know, well, see, let's think about this. You have four shows. Mm-hmm. Yes. But how much money does a dust might need? Well, a dust might well, won't need depends much. Depends if we want cameras that can actually, you know, pick up the dust That's true. Might. Oh, my God. That just adds to the whole new level of comedy. The camera's pointing at something, but we can't see it. <laughs> What's he doing? Oh, man. This show works on so many levels. <laughs> And the only way he can reveal his identity to the world is through this website. Oh, my god! You know, this is how he makes his existence known. It's really powerful drama, you guys. Wow. I think we should sell off Walt Disney's frozen head for all we can sell it for, just to get this off the ground. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, that's, David, what do you I think? I think I can work with that. I think that's a, I think that's a good that, that's a a lot, budget. That's a lot, but I guess if it needs to happen, it needs to happen. You I mean, know, it's four shows, and yeah. this will be like our, our flagship franchise from here on out. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that we're talking about Dog with a Blog, a show that I was going to go off of as well, because it's just so horrible. How could you not? Um... You mean genius. Uh, yes, sorry, I meant genius. Um, guys, I was thinking we're going to take the uh, Fuller House approach to Dog with a Blog. We come back a few years later, and the name of the show is Dog with a Tinder. Alright, now this dog, he, he's lived his whole life, he's had his family, they were all brutally murdered. <laughs> we're gonna get to that. This is a darker, <laughs> grittier look at the Dog with a Blog universe. This will be like our Netflix-only series that, like, Disney Channel still funds, you know, just because we can't have the kids seeing it. But it's one for the adults. It's like the Luke Cage of the Dog with a Blog cinematic universe. Oh, I see. I see. Um, so this is all about our dog, main dog. Don't know his name, but <laughs> he's a dog with a Tinder. <laughs> and he's just trying to find love, you know? Uh, there's going to be some gritty action. Uh, you know, we're going to get some Cujo, Cujo, Cu- why can I not say this? Cujo. Cujo? Is that right? Cujo. Yeah. Why do I feel like I'm not saying that correctly? We're going to get some Cujo action up in here. You know, he's going to like rip people's throats out. Uh, cause he's, you know, it's all about this dog trying to find the man who murdered his family. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. it, it's going to get emotional. You know, he's trying to find love, and, you know, human girls, they just don't like him. And But he's like, that's all that's on Tinder. You know, he's just this dog. They always swipe right for him, because he's a dog. He's a cute little dog. Oh, nice, nice. But... Some bestiality in there. That's, yeah. that's good. That's good. We at Disney <laughs> love that. We released Beauty and the Beast. We released it again. Yeah, I mean, this whole series is just uh, going to help, you know, really piss off Conservapedia. And uh, that too, and um, well, that know. wouldn't take much. So <laughs> no, you, know. you could Not uh, the highest of standards. You could like women just a little too much, and they'd hate you on there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think this is uh, gonna be a really great show for our older audiences. I don't know. I don't know what you guys think. 
yeah, I mean, like dark and gritty reboots are mm. a bit out of the wheelhouse because Disney Channel is normally family friendly, but That's at great. the same time, we're not family friendly because all but, the crap we put out is just <laughs> not you think not suitable it, for anyone. If you think about it now, like the common family is has evolved and changed since it. it a common family is completely different than a common family was 50 years ago. Mm, mm, so, mm-hmm. so, so I think we, we at Disney Channel need to constantly evolve and change to fit that new mm-hmm. definition of a common family. I agree. And this, yeah, we, we can shape the way. Yeah, shape the future. Yes. Dog with a tinder. I think it's going to be slam, slam, I mean, slam hit. I, I would like it more if it rhymed, you know, a little better, but. I think What's the dog's name? Maybe we, we can just call it like dog with a log, like colon dog with a tinder or something. Oh, so we get okay. that rhyme in there still. Because if the dog's name was Bender, we could say Bender, Bender with, with a tinder. tinder. <laughs> well, okay, what kind of... You guys, you guys were talking... So Aaron had a lot of different animals, but like, what kind of dog are we going to make this dog? Well, it's the same what dog. Was the, what was the dog in the original? Uh, isn't he a uh, la- uh, Lassie? <laughs> what, what dog is Lassie? <laughs> isn't he a Lassie? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of dog is Lassie? I used to have one of these kinds of dogs. Why can't I remember what they're called? They're, they're called a Lassie. That's, that's no, the stop it. I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, God. No, I gotta look up what Lassie is. Lassie dog. Lassie dog. I'm trying to look I up what the dog is who was in the show. A, a collie, sorry, border collie. I think it's a border collie, right? I'm trying to figure out what the dog in the actual show was. Oh, God, let me just take a look at it. Oh, no. <laughs> Things I never thought I'd have in my search oh, history. Oh, the dog's name dog is Stan. Stan. Uh, uh-huh. The dog's name is Stanley. Stan. Oh wait, Stanley doesn't rhyme with Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> it's a near rhyme. It's a near rhyme. Yeah. Um, it rhymes if you hear my slam poetry session. Yeah. Oh. oh god um so what's the what's the uh budget i'm gonna get on this guys i i don't know well tinder is a free app so oh probably not a lot of money just money to film just we just set this dog loose and we just film it <laughs> yeah it's like yeah, reality and we, and we see the murder. animal instincts that erupt from the dog bender bender <laughs> He, he, no, no, no. Oh my god. This is the best way to do it. Bender is his secret identity that he uses when he goes to all the clubs looking for the man who killed his family for money. Bender with a tender. We cracked this Dang, one can wide we make open. Bender a bo- can we make Bender a boxer? Sure. Yeah, I feel like that just fits. It's the Disney Channel. No one's going to care what we do. No. Yeah. <laughs> David, what is your show? See, oh, both, I see. I like it, all, both of you guys' shows, but you you're basing it on shows that have already happened, mm-hmm. right? So I, I'm I have this completely original idea. Oh, okay. It's called Past Disney Stars and Celebrities. Where are they? Do they do things? <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> totally original. <laughs> Okay. So I'm thinking that we, we get Ashton Kutcher. We get Ashton Kutcher. Was Ashton we get... Kutcher a Disney Channel star? No. 
No, I, I was oh. just feeling Ashton Kutcher. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, cool. Actually, no, I'll take that back. We're going to get the Cole, Dylan and Cole Sprouse. Sprouse, Sprouse twins from Sweet Life and Zach and Cody. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because they just finished up college. They said that they want to get back into into acting. The and one's going to be on the Archie show on the CW. And the one is making video games now, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So good for them. But they both talk about wanting <laughs> so to get back into them. acting. But they, but they left Disney Channel not on good terms at all. Like, very salty. I, are you two aware of this? No. Nope. Oh, really? This is this horrible article. So, like, they were, like, getting old, and they, were like, and they were like, okay, it's time. We don't want to be in this anymore. It's time to end the series, right? So they're thinking... Okay, so we're going to go to our producer, and they pitched, They went to the producer, they pitched this idea. They go, hey, so what's going to happen is we're going to come back, to, we're going to be back in a hotel, and there's these two new, like, brother, like kids there. And what's going to happen, we're going to have, like, a season where we just, like, teach them, like, all the tricks of the trade, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, so basically we pass the torch on to them, and then we can finish and be done and then we can produce and then we can produce the show like because they want to produce it and then disney channel was like okay that's an awful idea we don't want anything to do with that but like our counter offer though and then so like a week later they come back with this counter offer okay mm-hmm. so we have this great idea mm-hmm. we're, we're gonna get these kids and we're, they're gonna be in the hotel and you guys are gonna be in the hotel what's gonna happen is you're gonna teach them the tricks of the trade and you're going to, like, pass a torch on to them. And so, like, basically, like, you know, they're going to be, like, new you, so, we like, the show can continue on. And you guys are going to produce it, but guess what? Selena Gomez is going to be in it. And they were just like, are you joking? Like, this, I, we literally just told you that this, like, a week ago. They're like, no, 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 this isn't. So, like, they got in this big argument, and they ended up leaving Disney Channel and being super salty. So... They're gonna bring back. We gotta bring them back. We're gonna bring them back on past Disney stars and celebrities. Where are they? Do they do things? Let's find out. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna expose what's happening. Do so getting back at Disney. Expose what's happening with all the old TV stars that on uh, Disney Channel. Like, where's Corey in the house? Where is he? Oh no. Where where is he? Oh he, no. Where is he? He could have. I I think he actually just got arrested for something. Don't quote me on that though. <laughs> <laughs> interesting <laughs> interesting choice all right but uh um, where's raven but then she's on go, the view that's all Raven. we could go you could go with vanessa hudgens and how she had all like posted all those news and all that stuff so he, they can really get in the dirt in the grid just to Maybe like not though that seems a little exploited <laughs> of course was dylan or cole but, who also posted nudes so well, one of them did, and then the other one tweeted at him. was like, ha, but they're basically mine, too, since we're twins. So they made a really big joke out of it. But, yeah, so th- this is where I think Disney Channel needs to go. They need to hire the, the, the twins back and where they can just see what mm. every, what all the, the past Disney stars are doing. Like, mm. where are they? Do they do things? We need to find out. We do. Because I, like, I feel like we need – I want to I wanna have closure. I want to know where's Corey in the house. Where is that so Raven? Does she still get visions? I, I need to know. I really do want to know where Corey in the house is now. So exactly. I, I mean, I I do too. I almost want to look it up. 
I mean, I know so little about him. I'm still referring to him as Corey in the house and not even like the characters they were. <laughs> his name was Kyle Massey. His real name. Wow. What about remember Phil the Future? Yeah, that was. I do uh, remember Phil. Did what was Phil his name? get back to the future? Yeah, he did. did remember? He? You don't remember the end? I didn't no. watch that much of the show. Yeah, he got back to the future, and then he comes back, and I think I'm pretty sure that gives the AJ Mashaka girl like a kiss or whatever, and then he leaves forever. Like that's not gonna mess with that girl for the rest of her life. Like okay, perfect, perfect ending, guys. Oh gosh. So yeah. What do you think? I I mean I think I'm down for that. Um, I think the the problem here is it's going to cost us a lot of money, mm, considering mm. these stars are not going to be very cooperative. But I love this idea so much. I think we need to give it to you. So we're gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna open up that Disney vault, and we're, we're gonna release we're going to release all the movies that we have from the Disney vault all at once. One massive <laughs> box set collection. All of them. Even I, I all those ones that we put locked away oh, because we're ashamed ones? of them. Morally ashamed of them. We're going to release those. Song of the South. We're going to release that one. We're going to release Song of the South on 4K Blu-ray. The song about how slaves are happy to be slaves. That's a great, great film, guys. Really nailing all those, it. All those movies that were never released from the vault before, we're going to release them. I agree. And then we're going to use the profits from that because presumably there's a high demand for movies like Stock of the South. And then we're going to fund your show with it. I agree. I, I think what? that's a perfect budget. Let me just also say, when why you... is there such a high demand for Song of the South? There really is a high demand for this movie. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Zippity Doodah. People in it. want what they can't have. I guess. If you okay, if you had the opportunity to owning this movie, would you take that? Opportunity? No, I would not give them money for this film. <laughs> it's horribly racist. <laughs> Even Dumbo is weirdly racist, which is weird that they're remaking it. <laughs> Duh. There's one Dumbo weirded me out as a kid. Like the one weird, like when they were putting the up elephants. the tent. And like the soaps, like the suds, and oh, you know, yeah. the weird, like hallucinating scene. I don't know. It was just really That's tricky. why we need Tim Burton to direct the oh, remake. God, no. To, oh, no. To capture oh, no. all the weirdness of Dumbo, you know? That's what people think of when they think of that movie. Guys, let's move on to Bad Movie of the Week. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Hey, give me my ball. Carpet day! Huh? No! David, you got a little something for us. Lay it on me. Uh, yes. So, the bad movie. So, I'm, I've been realizing all my bad movies of the week are really critically high, highly acclaimed. Mm-hmm. So, I think I have to stay with the trend. Alright. Uh I'm gonna choose a movie called Sideways. What is it? Never heard of it. It is a comedy with uh it has a ninety six on Rotten Tomatoes. Andrew Nope. So like really critically acclaimed. So Sideways. Thomas Hayden Church is in it. 
Mm-hmm. Paul Giamatti, Giamatti, Virginia Madison, and Sandra O. Oh. Mm-hmm. Basically, basically, what happens is um, Thomas Hayden Church is engaged, got engaged, but his one of his best friends like takes him to like goes, okay, listen, you're you're engaged, let's go to wine country and go golfing and have like this bro weekend. And he's like, okay, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And basically what happens is they go to a bar and he, he meets this, um, this, he meets Sandra O where, um, Thomas Hayden church, the, the guy who's engaged. Right. And then just like has sex with her. And then there's like five, there's like three scenes in the movie of him just like having sex with her. And then, and he's like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Like, you're engaged. And he's like, man, like, I'm engaged. I need to get this out of my system, blah, blah, blah. And so he's just, like, having sex with this girl the entire time. And then basically at the end of the movie, they um, she finds out. She's like, I can't believe I've been sleeping with you this entire time and you're engaged. He's like, yeah. And, like, that's all. Like, nothing really happened. He's like, yep, I was. And then she just leaves. It's like, Wow. Okay, that's 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 a great way to do it. And then he ends up getting married. I'm I'm like, what was this movie? Like, I was supposed to laugh at parts of this movie. I, I just don't understand it. Like, I guess what happened was I was because it on the box and my it was like had all these awards and on it and all this stuff. Like, oh, this is about to be really funny. Nope, I didn't. La- I remember not, not laughing this entire movie. All right, so it won the Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay and was nominated for Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress, Best Director, and Best Picture. You've done it again, David. Beautiful. done it again. I mean, how's it sound the way I described it? I mean, I feel like you're leaving things out because why would it have a 96 and Certified Fresh if it was just a movie about that? Like, I don't know. It feels like there might be more to it. I mean, once again, I have not seen this film, so I can't judge your opinion one way or the other. But as we always say, it's entirely valid to hate a movie everyone else loves. I'm just, I'm I'm a little confused about why you hate it. Just like nothing happens. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's to go with the fact that I got super hyped. It's like a a two-hour movie and I didn't, and I didn't laugh in a two-hour span at a comedy. Oh, this is the guy who did Election. It's Election. Have you not seen Election? No. Oh, oh, Aaron. No, Aaron. Oh, God. I forget the guy's name who's in it. No, I gotta find it now. Matthew Broderick. It's Matthew Broderick and Reese Witherspoon. And it's hilarious. You should see Election. Um, yeah, this, oh, God. Well, now I'm just thinking about election. David, so what was it sideways? Um, I don't know. So you just didn't sideways. like it because it wasn't funny? I mean, yeah, which is like, a valid I had reason. such high expectations. I mean, yeah, going into it. I didn't laugh at all. Like, I feel like I'd be super... Like, if you like watching a movie, if you're like, oh, this is a comedy, and it's supposed to be really good, and they sit down for two hours and you don't laugh, would you be a little salty? Like the greasy strangler, yeah, yeah, a wood. 
<laughs> okay. No, actually, I did. I did chuckle a few times at the Gracie Strangler. A few times. Alrighty then. Rarely. But yeah. Well, so I, don't know, I feel like I have to seek out all these movies you keep on mentioning just I know, so I can yeah. understand I mean, where you're coming Academy from. The or... Academy is very often quite wrong. So. What's not very often quite wrong? The Academy. Both Ron Tomatoes and the Academy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Well, sideways, bad movie of the week. It wasn't Halloween themed, though. You, we introduced it as Halloween themed, David, and then you switched us on. It switched it on us. Oh, it's Halloween. It's about it, it's uh, it's a movie that's supposed Actually, to be funny. He's wearing that a mask. Oh, in his marriage because he like says he loves her, but then he sleeps with this Asian girl multiple times. Scary. So terrifying. No. True love is very scary because he married someone that he truly wasn't in love with. <laughs> Full circle. True love. Ah. Is very... Okay, let's move on to the. Ooh, I almost said the bad movie of the week. We just did that. Let's move on to the Fault in Your Stars, guys. This week it's a Halloween themed Fault in Your Stars. Oh, okay. I don't even have time to tell you how wrong you are. Actually, it's gonna bug me if I don't. That's fine. I get that, but you're wrong, and I hate you. Um, that narrows down. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, we got a two star, two stars from Marshall Lane. Let's see what Marshall has to say for us. This is a good move. Yes. Yep. And whenever I say bleep, know that these were their bleeps. So I don't know why or how, but let's go. Shock ending aside, bleep has been better. Even homages to bleep have been have more verve than this piece of tabloid trash. Everyone knows the plot. Blank steals a business owner's slush fund and sets off across the country with the money. The problem with this movie is that it's a slasher film masquerading as high art. If you want visual style and depth, rent Blank or find a DVD of Blank's Presents. <laughs> okay, I, I, I got I mean, you, you know what it is. I got you, Lacey. Yeah. Um... David, dude, I I know what it is. Do you do you want to brainstorm a little? Not at all. Do you know it? Cause I don't know it. No. Oh, well, Aaron, you, you got a guess what? for me? It's uh, it's Psycho, isn't it? It sure is. <laughs> I'm blowing one of those like party favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> do you say so? <laughs> I. Now, I figured out what is being bleeped in their statements, <laughs> and, it's, it's, and it's Hitchcock's name. So maybe Rotten Tomatoes thinks they're like cursing and like are bleeping it. What? I don't they know. Put in bleeps when they said Hitchcock. Shock ending aside, bleep has been better. They wrote that, and they mean Hitchcock. They knew we were coming for them. They pre-censored it for oh, us. But then they like steal. But then they use like characters' names, like Marion Crane, and then they, then they say Alfred Bleep presents. So they're only bleeping Hitchcock. I mean, I guess like the last yeah part of that, but it doesn't. No. 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 
That's not how it works. Also, your opinion is wrong. Aaron, 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 it's a slasher film masquerading as high art. And it's... Slasher films can be and high art. it's Thank tabloid trash. It makes me I not... Don't, I don't you even know what? know what that means. I'm just going to throw this out. I don't even want to watch it now. Who needs it? It's just yeah. tabloid trash. Yeah. I don't know what that means. But, I, don't, yeah. I don't know what they mean by that, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> uh, Beautiful. I don't know what that... All right. Fittingly, Guys. Halloween. Yeah. Except it wasn't you know, Halloween. But. No. What, how, what have you done if I actually picked Halloween? You, like, just did Halloween a few I weeks ago. I just did do Halloween. Guys, thank you for listening to another episode of Reboot already underway. Uh, our Halloween, our, our, our spooky episode, guys. Super uh, too spooky for me. Um, well, guys, if you want to find us around the internet, you can find David at dbex15 on Twitter. He's tweeting stuff. He's up. He's down. He's tweeting all about them Pokemans. Uh, you know, he's loving it. Ba da ba ba ba. I mean, what else do you want me to say at that point? <laughs> and it, <laughs> you can find him right the internet. You can find him at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. You can also find him at this clever blog name is already taken. Aaron, do you want to take us through the ones that you did this week? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, hang on, let me pull up the list. Uh, of course, this is his uh, The Night X Came Home series. And uh, still excellent, still great. And, uh, yeah. Whereas the films are not excellent. Well, no. no. So, uh, the films I covered since last time were uh, Mommy's Epitaph, mm-hmm. Chopping Mall, mm. Slaughter High, mm-hmm. Sleepaway Camp. Oh, that no. The- that one was... <laughs> Oh god, I loved the way you handled that though. That was really great. It's so sleazy and bad. Anyway, uh Madman mm-hmm. and the Forest. Mm. Not not the forest that Lacey was talking no, about. No. But the possibly even worse version of the forest. I, it, that's difficult. <laughs> and I don't know, we got some good ones coming up as we hit the Final week. Last week. So, guys, check that out for sure. It's awesome, and uh, it deserves your clicks. And if you want to find me around the internet, you can find me at Jacob Scott Music on Twitter. You can find me at Jake Lace on Tumblr. I post reviews. I just posted one for Ouija Origin of Evil. I know how to speak, and it's real fun when I can. Um, (laughs) uh, And if... Like I said, I've been working on this video. I highly underestimated just how long it would take for me to edit this. <laughs> but um, I'm nearing the end. So October, end of October, hoping it'll be out. So hopefully. Uh, yeah, you can find that. And if you want to find the podcast as a whole, you can find us at Reboot Already Un on Twitter. Uh, we post links to episodes. We post quotes. And uh, yeah, subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. And enjoy this little bit of spooky music to take you out of the episode. Uh, it's probably going to be Luigi's Mansion theme. That's probably what I'm going to go with. But... Uh, well, in fact, I'll give you. I am going to go give watch you Atlanta now. Cooper. So dun, 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 goodbye, everyone. Dun, 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 dun.
We'll do it. We'll do it I, next. I'm just, <laughs> I agree to everything. So yeah. That's... Just be prepared for that, Lacey. And just yes. keep that in mind, David. I'll agree to anything. Exactly. So I'm always two to one in Jacob. Hopefully you'll agree that Hush is a good movie. All right, no, let's do no. this. I don't, I don't I, agree I do about wanna... opinions. <laughs> I do want <laughs>